Hey, thanks for clicking on the video. This one's going to be about God of War Ragnarok release date has been teased by Sony in one of their blogs. We're going to be looking at it. We're also going to be looking at some of my predictions about God of War Ragnarok coming to PC. If you missed that stream and that coverage, we have already kind of covered that based on a handful of interviews and information that came from the God of War PC port. If you enjoy these type of subjects and streams, make sure and hit the subscribe button and the bell button so you do not miss these live streams. We like to start right at the beginning and we like to give you the information right on the front end and what we call an update. This is an SNTR update. The God of War Ragnarok release date has been teased by Sony and very lightly confirmed, I think, for this year, 2022. If you like these short SNTR updates, hit subscribe and the bell button or check me out on SNTR Gaming where I streamed this live. So prior to this uh, tease or this sort of hint that Sony has dropped in a blog post, we have also seen them uh, with a placeholder on another website. And we covered that in one of our videos. We said, listen, there's a placeholder release date for September uh, with God of War Ragnarok and many people were surprised to see it that early. Keep in mind that Ragnarok and Horizon Forbidden West were originally with planned releases in 2021, so it doesn't seem that far outside the scope of reason that both Horizon Forbidden West and God of War Ragnarok would land in the same year. Now, the PC port and the potential coverage that I gave that, I said, listen, there were interviews about God of War coming to PC. They said they learned things about pipeline structure and the, and the foundational code that they were doing, and they made changes to Ragnarok according to what they learned when bringing God of War to PC. And I use that to theorize that it seems very likely that God of War Ragnarok will come to PC almost all but confirmed after the commercial success of God of War on PC. Not to mention, they may want to do it a little bit earlier and quicker than they did this last time it took like you know four years i've speculated it'll be less than that some people are speculating that horizon forbidden west will launch in february and then later in the same year land on pc due to due to an nvidia leak i think that's unlikely i think most games that launch will land on PC 18 months later approximately. Now, the Sony blog post that teased this release date and sort of confirmed that God of War Ragnarok is planning to release in 2022, the name of the blog post was called 22 in 22. They had 22 titles that are launching in 2022 and they walked through all the various titles and God of War Ragnarok was number 5 on the list. Now, it did say TBC 2022, which is to be confirmed, which sort of states, listen, our goal, our aim, our, our hopeful release is this year in 2020. It's not been confirmed yet. It's not a hard date, but they're teasing and saying, listen, our goal is to have this land in 2022. And they had it very high on the list. It wasn't like super far down. It was, it was number five. Now, my predictions have been that we would see a mid to late November holiday released for Ragnarok because that could lead to combo units of the PS5. If they can get some production ramped up and get some made, it could also lead to an increase in sales because holidays do very well for game sales and people like to launch around that time as well. 
and it would be a really really good time to launch the other thing that i've kind of baked into my prediction is don't discount the game awards the the free and the far-reaching and the good press that comes from the game awards and if horizon forbidden west gets a bunch of nominations god of war ragnarok could kind of step on its toes since they are very similar type games they're very iconic playstation games so you could have 2022 dominated by horizon forbidden west at the game awards and then the game awards of 2023 would be dominated by ragnarok if ragnarok lands after the middle of November. So they'd get to cash in on a multiple amount of benefits. They'd land late November, close to holidays, get good holiday sales, and they would not step on the toes of Horizon Forbidden West at the Game Awards. Many people say that I overstate the importance of the Game Awards, but I don't think so. I think Game Awards will rise in importance every year, both with viewership uh, as well as care and concern from the developers themselves with like, listen, this could be really, really good for us to have lots of nominations. So, right now, so Sony's aim is that they want to confirm Ragnarok for 2022, but they haven't done so yet, and a blog post basically made those intentions very clear. If you like these quick updates, be sure to check out SNTR Gaming, where I stream live almost every day, and as always, we will see you in the next video. And we'll see the rest of you right now. Curious what you guys think about this. How likely do you think Ragnarok lands this year? Do you think that 2022 is when the game actually ends up launching and landing? Uh, We will get a poll going here in a moment. I'm actually curious what you guys think. I'm going to say, I'm going to give you guys a couple options here with the poll. Let's see. God, uh, God of War... Rag, Rag, Narok. Is that how you spell it? Rag, Narok. I always question the spelling. Release date. When do you think it will happen? All right. I'm going to do September of 2022, November of 2022, December of 2022, and then sometime sometime in 2023 so september 2022 which was the original like speculated release date based off of the leaked like that that placeholder then we've got november december and then sometime in 2023 right so i'm curious where you guys think the god of war ragnarok release date will land uh given that again sony confirming that they're wanting it their aim is to have it land uh, oops, that's the wrong one. Um, their aim is to have it land inside of. Uh, their aim is to have it land inside of 2022. Again, uh, oh, it's untitled. Oh, that's right. I named that thumbnail something different. I was like, what the frick? Where's my Dark Souls uh, exploit thumbnail without the live on it? We like to change those thumbs after we're not live. To make it clear for anybody clicking, um, there we go. Game has been done for months, uh, for months on end at this point, says Paul. The Game Awards are important because I went to GameStop and couldn't get it takes two due to its popularity from winning Game Awards, says J Murph. Chess Pain says, I'm feeling November. It's Rag No Rock. <laughs> Rag No Rock. Yeah, God of War Ragnarok release date is today's topic. It was teased by Sony coming this year 
Uh, I started playing God of War, said Zubair. I like it so far, but the gruff, distant father, unable to provide emotional support thing, is hitting a little too close to home. <laughs> Boy. Redirect worked like a one-legged goose. It fell on its face. Yeah, redirect and live streaming has been really funky uh, on YouTube all of last week and this week. It's a little frustrating. Um, it's been hurting. It's been hurting performance. We were humming. We were absolutely humming the... Uh, the first two weeks of January and even December, and then all last week, the, the site's been having trouble, so it's been a little frustrating. Uh, so we appreciate you guys kind of pushing through, supporting uh, anyway, and thank you so much uh, for being here and hitting. Make sure you smash the like button and switch to live chat. It is a new stream, and uh, chime in with what you think about release date here. Why would Sony basically state, listen, this is our goal, this is our aim, we want this thing to land in 2022? Um, what do you think of my theories about Ragnarok coming to PC, given all the interviews and all the things they did talking about bringing God of War to PC and, uh, and what that meant for that release, what it means for Ragnarok's release, um, is the new God of War going to be PlayStation exclusive or will it be on Steam on release? That's a really good question, uh, Fischetti. It's, there's, I highly, highly doubt that any PlayStation exclusive will land on PC and PlayStation simultaneously. There's re- there's technical reasons to doubt that because they've said they don't want to do parallel development, but there's also like business strategy elements to that choice. What they wouldn't want to do is give people the opportunity to be like, well, I don't need a PS5. I have a, a, a nice PC, and given that I have a nice PC, I don't have to worry about you know buying a, buying a PlayStation now. I can just say I'll buy it on PC every time it lands. And that would undercut the demand of the PS5 to a certain degree. The, the, the PC gaming world is going to grow at a rapid rate over the course of the next couple of years. And to give all those people a reason to just opt out of ever needing a PS5 would be a very bad decision. So most people are speculating, and I think this speculation is on point, one year to two years is when you'll see those games land on PC. I think the sweet spot's 18 months, but the more I'm thinking about it, the more it makes sense to do like an entire one-year waiting period. Hey, to celebrate the one-year anniversary of Horizon Forbidden West, it's now on PC. Hey, you know, we're celebrating God of War Ragnarok's one-year anniversary. Boom, we we slam it on the, um, you know, the PC. Music's banging today. We're listening to a new playlist today from uh, Stream Tunes. Yeah, that's good. That's got a little bit of funkiness to it. Uh, we got this from uh, Devin Nash's Discord. He partnered uh, with Stream Tunes, and uh, it's copyright for your music. We were wanting something new. The Harris Heller synthway wasn't quite um, hitting anymore. We'd also used it for months, and they hadn't added any m- new music in quite a while. That's true. I feel like hardly anyone has PS5, so I wonder how it'll work out. Will it be on PS4? I saw an analyst has speculated that the PlayStation 5 in this year, in 2022, the PlayStation 5, it'll sell 2 to 1 for every Xbox Series X and S that sells. Um, Demand is insanely high for the PlayStation 5. So the analysts are thinking that that 2 to 1 is going to continue. PS5 sold about 1.5 to every 1 in in last year. It was close to 2 to 1. It was creeping up on 2 to 1 near the end of the year, and coming into this year, that seems to be continuing. 
How long after a release does Sony usually drop the first DLC? How long did it take for them to do the Frozen Wilds in Horizon Zero Dawn? Um, Horizon Zero Dawn release was February the 28th. February the 28th. And then um, Horizon Zero Dawn uh, it was Frozen Wilds, wasn't it? was February 28th. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> that can't be right. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm having a hard time finding when Frozen Wilds released. Um, somebody might have to help me with that. I'm not getting good results from Google here. Seems like February of 2018 was when the Horizon Zero Dawn game released. It took six months, I believe, says Jamer. X and S. Maybe they only count PS5 versus the, versus the X. I don't know. The Game Awards is big marketing, and I imagine the Game of the Year nominees, including Horizon Forbidden West and God of War Ragnarok, along with Elden Ring, Breath of the Wild, and a few others, and the marketing being where you play uh, Game of the Year. That's why I would think that God of War Ragnarok, you'd want to land in the next year, let Horizon Forbidden West take what it can, and then punt... God of War Ragnarok into into next year. Now again, that means it could land on like November the 20th of this year instead of September. That's only a two month waiting period and then it gives Ragnarok a chance to dominate action adventure nominations for 2023. Frozen Wilds came out in November, so it almost looked like the whole year. Because Horizon released in February, did it not? 12 months from Jaggy says what's good thank you so much dude for 12 months of membership you should get that green joystick very very soon if you're new and want to take our poll at the top of the chat God of War Ragnarok release date was teased by Sony in a blog post so they're wanting it to land this year we're asking you when you think it will land most people are saying November I don't know if that means they're agreeing with me or not Um, no because next year is Spider-Man yeah, and that's a good point, Eugene. If you think of it this way, if they let it land between September and early November, it gets nominated for Game of the Year and Action Adventure. Look at what that does for the marketing of God of War Ragnarok. It just came out, and then it gets all that press. So then it gets another bump in sales. The Daily Grind with a brand new gaming membership. Welcome to Gaming Tier 1. Enjoy your dope badge and emotes. You are dope and deserve dope stuff. Don't forget when you become a paying member here, you get increased access in our Discord. You can submit challenges for me for the other channel that we have. I can cast anything. Um, we got str- we got claims already on that music. Claim, 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 claim. We switched to this freaking playlist and we're already getting claims. Thumb Media Music. Are you freaking kidding me? We we switched to this playlist because I because it's in Devin Nash's Discord. It's it literally says that it's DMCA free and copyright free and I've got 5 emails from my last stream. Well, frick that playlist right in the ear. What the frick? What, can someone can someone get me like get that in his Discord and say, look, this guy just used the music and he got emails from Thumb Media. Thumb Media is claiming, as in finger thumb, is claiming 
the I can't monetize the stream from this morning. Not a huge deal, but I, what the frick? I'm not going to use your music. It's literally in the title. It's in the title of the playlist that it's DMCA and copyright free. Seen, I've seen many streams and vids saying they got claimed even using approved music. So frustrating. It's not even worth combat, like combating it. If we ever get out of the chip shortage, says Expiry, I feel like the big two will make a push to bolster the game's library. Until then, there's no real reason to rush things out. Uh, there's no consoles to sell. Happy Monday. What's good, Steven? If you guys are new and just tuning in, we're discussing not copyright stuff. Sorry, I've got some emails. <laughs> God of War Ragnarok release date teased by Sony in a blog post. It was 22 in 22. They've got 22 games they want to see come out in 2022. And Ragnarok was listed with a TBC to be confirmed for 2022. Take the poll at the top of the chat if you want to predict when you think it will release this year. Um... I say we take Distorted Out back. It's not his fault. It's literally up. They're partnered with Devin Nash. Um, it should be Middle Finger Media, right? Right, right, right. I don't think it's bait and switch. I, it, I, I'm not sure. I, I'm fairly certain we got the right playlist link. Can someone get me the actual link? Because I just searched for it on Spotify, and maybe I found the wrong one. I don't know. It looked like the exact same one from that discord if somebody wants to get me the actual hyperlink I could take a peek and see if maybe I grabbed the wrong playlist I highly doubt it it all was the same name and it had it in the title so we need 6 more likes for our first 100 likes if you're new and just tuning in smash the like button smash the subscribe button I am safe for work so you don't have to worry about the kind of language that I'm going to use if you uh, if a lot of people tune in every day like video game radio they throw me on in the background and they, uh, they, they, you can subscribe in confidence. I'll be in your sub feed all week. Curse of leaving Harris Heller's music. Yeah, I guess. It's not the fact that there's no PS5s out there. It's the fact that there's over a hundred million old gen system that's money on the table. Well, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. We've had this discussion a lot about how there has to be a transitional period because there is just so many people so many people on the old gen consoles like the PlayStation 4 sold so well it sold so well and the fact that they have that many people out there that are potential buyers of the, the you know the potential buyers of any game of any game out there you you'd have to wonder you know you can't <laughs> you can't just give people you know, hey, yeah, sorry, you gotta, you gotta buy the new system. Well, the new systems aren't even available for for most people. You know, you're gonna have a lot of folks feeling, you know, feeling kind of jilted by that and feeling like they can't, you know, they can't play the new game. Like if they were like, yeah, sorry, God of War Ragnarok is, you know, PS5 only, because there's a lot of people that think it should be. There's people that think that Horizon Forbidden West should be, you know, PS5 only, and that, 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 that's a common debate point lately. Thank you guys for the first 100 likes on the video as we maybe cruise into the 300s here with our second stream. 11 months from Abe, a good point to you. Thank you, Abe, for doing a tier two membership and 11 months, almost an entire year. I don't know why I didn't see that. It didn't pop up in the chat. 
um, it's very obvious to me this is a lot of people's first generation change or at least the first time they've wanted to be an early adopter right right well and I mean imagine being Sony you know PlayStation's four, PlayStation 4's sell at such a great great saturation point it's like we can't not sell Horizon Forbidden West and God of War Ragnarok on those systems my gosh like we they were so successful already um sorry this has been answered what's the split screen segment now split screen is now a channel our larger channel with 47,000 subscribers is now split screen you'll get a daily news brief in the morning you'll get a live stream on Thursday afternoons and Friday nights you'll get two live streams a week over there Thursday afternoons and Friday nights there's also something you can participate in if you're a paying member you can go into the discord there's a weekly challenge called I can cast anything that'll be uploaded Friday afternoons so it's no longer a segment it's an entire channel it's not affecting this channel in any way it's its own thing I sent it right before you saw the DMCA stuff you got busy oh okay that's what it was I was gonna say I don't I don't <laughs> you know I know you might think I would ignore you Abe <laughs> but I'm not I'm not ignoring your, re- your re-up on membership if it's a new IP, then yes, cut out the old gen, but God of War 2 and Horizon 2, I feel like that just kind of BS. Well, and it would, I mean, it would be absolutely insane. Not to mention, they wouldn't be landing this year. If they were building Horizon Forbidden West and God of War Ragnarok for PS5 only, you wouldn't be getting them this year. You'd be getting them late next year or 2024 because the dev cycle would have been kicked back by a couple of years. They, they, they had so much more time to work on these because they probably started working on them immediately. It, it, like, f- the Frozen Wilds DLC, I mean, it, they... Oh, yeah, here's some more claims coming in. Oh, no, they were released. They're all getting released. Claim released. Good news. The claim on your video was released. Released. They're all getting released. Interesting. YouTube caught it, it seems. It seems like YouTube caught it. Yeah, that's the exact playlist that I used. That's the exact playlist that I used. Um, Yeah, 169 songs, six and a half hours. It looks like they're getting released. So we'll be able to go back to that playlist. It looks like some, some company tried to pull a fast one and YouTube caught it, thankfully. Have they all been released? Let's see. No, no see details there's still one there's still one that hasn't been released yet so we'll see we'll see if it gets released I'll go back I'll go back that's the exact same playlist that I use so that looks like they're getting they're getting released that's good that YouTube's doing that kind of stuff I can't dude what am I supposed to do I'm not going to be submitting these like claims and going through and signing legal documents it's like I don't (laughs) I'm not going to do that Alright, we need one more to get released, and if it does, we'll go back to that playlist, because that playlist was significantly more enjoyable than Harris Heller's playlist. Um, It's insane right now for any IPs inherently scalable not to release on old gen. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. If it's a scalable game, if like the engine can downscale and run just fine and not have any issues, then 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 why would you not do that? Why would you not downscale it and have it hit and and have it hit the, the old platform, right? If you're new and just tuning in, we'd love to hear from you. Hit subscribe so you can talk in my chat. Subscribing is totally free. You can also take the poll at the top of the chat. God of War Ragnarok release date. When do you think it will happen? 
most people are now saying September. That was the original sort of leaked date with the placeholder. Sony's recent blog teased that the God of War Ragnarok release date would be in 2022. To be confirmed, TBC for 2022. I'm saying late November, December holiday because that would kick it into next year's Game Award nominations and they don't want to step on Horizon Forbidden West toes. But... It'd be a great monsoon of marketing if they launched in September, October, and then the Game Awards happen in November and they get a ton of nominations. That's right after they launched. That'd be a great time to get all that free press. Game Awards, I think, Game Awards viewership and importance will continue to go up every single year, I think, personally. Unless you're on the bleeding edge and making something that is totally dependent. It got released. The other one got released. Let me go check the video. Thank you, Seriously, thank you, YouTube. Smack these people down for that crap, dude. What the frick? Just randomly claiming. Yep, video's totally fine. All right, we're going back to that playlist. It was a good playlist, man. All right, here we are. We're back. Aren't most PC games scalable? Well, I would imagine most PlayStation games are scalable. Think about it like this. I've said this recently. The Horizon Zero Dawn port to PC, the Days Gone port to PC, and God of War PC gameplay, okay? All those. Something that I said, after reading through uh, interviews where Corey Barlog, the guy from uh, Gorilla, no, not Gorilla, the guy from Sony Santa Monica, uh, Santa Monica Studios, he said that the studios are the ones putting pressure on Sony for PC ports. Do you want to know why? Because... Those three games, Days Gone, God of War, and Horizon Zero Dawn, they were all well ahead of their time. Look at how they looked on PC, on, on, the, on the PlayStation. Look at how they looked. And then look at how easily, not easily, but look at how they look and run on PC. They were well ahead of their time. My wife's dropping off my lunch. Give me a second. Really did he come in the room last night? So annoying. <laughs> yeah, I think he was in pretty early. I was getting kicked. Um, I know I was in your space. My son still climbs in the bed in the mornings, and sometimes he makes the mistake of getting in at like two or three in the morning, and I get kicked in the ribs all night. Yeah, he was cold. He should wear more PJs to bed if he's cold. Yeah, I know. Then he gets hot. Ray tracing can be turned off no matter the platform. Right. Like, think about it like this, too. That's another thing to think about is there are tons of games I can play right now on my PS5 and I can do ray tracing 30 FPS. I can do, you know, performance 60 FPS or I can do like a hybrid where it aims at 60 and it tries to add in some of the goods. Okay. If that's something that you can do with games on PlayStation 5, it stands to reason that you can str- you can trim down enough to get solid 30 FPS performance on a PlayStation 4 or a PlayStation 4 Pro. So if a game is scalable, it doesn't make any sense to, to not launch multi-platform on the PlayStation consoles. But if you're trying to do something that's not possible, like 
if you're going to interweave haptic feedback into your game if you're going to if you're going to need instantaneous load time in order for the game to function and run then it can't be on the old consoles whether it's Returnal Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart uh, the upgrades that they did to like Ghost of Tsushima and and and, and Death Stranding like there, there's plenty of there's plenty of things there that you just can't do on the old systems. If you're new and you're just tuning in, we are discussing the God of War Ragnarok release date teased by Sony, teased and sort of all but confirmed that it will be coming in 2022. They had a blog post called 22 in 22, and they had 22 games that they are aiming to have release this year, and we want to know what you think. Is it going to land in September, which was the original leaked placeholder date for God of War Ragnarok, or later? I think a November-December holiday release is more likely. It kicks it into next year's Game Award nominations, so it doesn't step on Horizon Forbidden West toes. They could do some combo holiday unit sales. Uh, Some people have made some very good points that if Ragnarok launches September-October, gets nominated for Game of the Year as well as Action Adventure Game of the Year, it gets a ton of great press in November for a boost in sales, and they could still launch combo units around that time, and they would likely sell incredibly well, given the great press from the Game Awards. So it could kind of go either way, and we want to know what you think. If you're new, subscribing is free, and it lets you talk in chat. Um, HTDs are still the standard, probably the biggest hurdle, getting people off of slow data. Yeah, when you experience no load time in Ghost of Tsushima or the instantaneous load times and transitions in God of, uh, in, in, uh, in Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, once you start experiencing that, you, you know that there's a giant difference between games that land on old gen and new gen. There's a giant difference. And that's always, I think, really, really important because whenever, whenever these sorts of things happen, you, you want to be on the front end of the wave a lot of times when you're developing your game. But people need to remember that not every game is aiming to be on the front edge of the wave. Some games are aiming at just having a really, really good, successful commercial launch, and they've been in development way too long to be like, oh, well, we want to be on the front end of the wave. Well, I mean, that's not necessarily possible for, you know, for everybody given their development cycles, right? Um... I do stream on YouTube. Hang on. Please submit your channel uh, so you don't receive a letter. This is why we have a submission form. Can you get me a link to that Discord server? So I have to submit to the form. So they're probably going to keep getting released, but yeah, give me a link to the Discord. I'll go in and submit my channel. That's not a problem. Um. I can go in and submit myself, so that way we don't have to keep going through this. Uh, If you're new and just tuning in, be sure you're on live chat and also smash that like button. Maybe we could inch our ways to uh, 200 likes. Thanks for being here. Do you think Horizon Forbidden West Ragnarok on PS4 will be the last couple of games utilizing every bit of tech available on the console? They'll probably be the last big launches, yes. I think they'll be the last first-party titles. As soon as we get into 2023, I don't think you'll see first-party titles landing on the PS4 anymore. Spider-Man 2, Wolverine, um, yeah, that'll be that'll be it. They'll be there won't be there won't be any more first-party titles. I don't think. I can't think of a single first-party title that would. Once you get into 2023, I just don't think so. This they have an another they have an entire other calendar year this year to sell PlayStation 5s, a whole other holiday season. Uh, you know, the chip shortage is supposed to continue into the summer of this year. 
which means they could really ramp up and really push to have 2023 really good market saturation and push with better supplies of PlayStation 5s. So, God of War Ragnarok and Horizon Forbidden West are likely going to be the final first-party titles to land on PlayStation 4. Um, that'll be the that'll be the end, I think. I, I think at this point, even Spider-Man 2 is confirmed to be PS5 only, which would mean once you get into 2023, they're leaving behind the PlayStation 4, which it can be frustrating for people. But I mean, by that time, like, what do you expect? Like, they can't keep supporting it. It's such old technology. And I know that's hard for Sony because they've got so many PlayStation 4s in circulation. There are, what, 120 million PlayStation 4s in circulation? Like, that that kind of market saturation is dangerous to turn your back on. It really, really is. It's, it, it's, it's, you gotta be careful, because you, you can run it, you can run into, you know, jilting your audience, frustrating people, you know, bad PR, everybody gets really angry. I mean, the fact that people were getting, uh, this is, this is what's funny. The fact that people were getting super angry and super furious about the cross-platform support of um, of God of War Ragnarok and Horizon Forbidden West just goes to show you how this type of thing can create a lot of a lot of angry gamers and angry press and angry headlines. It 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 God of War Ragnarok releasing on PlayStation Four is a, it was a big point of debate. People, you know, the whole we believe in generations and Sony lied and everything else. Like it was this huge debate because people get really passionate about this. The generational overlap and shift is is significant. People really, really have strong opinions about this. I would like God of War 1, 2, 3 in God of War Ragnarok, perhaps in the PS5 Collector's Edition. Oh, I don't know about that. I think that wherever they have cooking with their subservice comes into play. Oh, to make some of that money on both sides? Yeah, maybe. I heard chip shortages going through 2022. Expect summer of 2023. Really? It got pushed back again? Gee, many freaking Christmas. That stinks. That really stinks. Originally, they stated it was going to go into summer of this year, but now they're saying summer of next year. Oh, man. That hurts. That's that's a long time <laughs> to have these chip shortages and in, in, in affecting... Uh, so many, so many industries are affected by it. It's insane. Um, that's crazy. That's freaking bonkers. The subservice, that makes sense. Yeah, the, the, the PlayStation subservice is coming. It is coming. Getting mad about Ragnarok releasing on a console most people own versus a console that is scarce is weird. It's a weird hill to die on. Well, this is what happens with gamers, okay? So God of War Ragnarok has its reveal or its trailers whatever the heck and then everybody gets really excited and here's what happens when people get excited baked into their excitement are assumptions and those assumptions become reality for them and when those assumptions aren't met they feel that reality is being betrayed or that promises are being betrayed I DM you the website where you can whitelist the channel I didn't get the where'd you DM me you can't DM me in here, Distorted, unless unless we're friends. Hang on a second. Um, uh, your profile. No, wait, I didn't get the message, Distorted. Or maybe I didn't get a ping. Yeah, I didn't get a message from you in here. I'm not sure where you sent it. No PS5s this year? Did somebody say that? 
Uh, will Spider-Man 2018 come to PC? I don't think so. No, I think Spider-Man will always be treated very differently as property. Um, it would suggest they won't be making many PS5s. PS Now exists, just needs some help. I thought they were renaming it like Spartacus or something. There was rumors about some, there was like a PlayStation service coming out to, to rival, um, to rival the Xbox Game Pass. I thought it was called Spartacus or something uh, that was coming soon. As far as Sony PlayStation titles coming to PC, that's going to be a continued slow process. I don't think I don't think it's going to be immediate. Um, you can whitelist the channel. Yeah, I need that. I need that before I end this stream so that I don't get a ton of emails when we shut this stream down. What about The Last of Us? Will that ever be on PC? Very likely to see a Last of Us, Uncharted 4, uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Stream tunes, our music. Okay. Uh, what the frick? Why did it scroll all the way down? Add your YouTube to our whitelist. Yep, one second. I can do that. Submit. Thanks. Please follow. Please allow up to 48 hours to process the request. Okay. So it should take up to 48 hours. That's fine. I mean, they all got released, so I'm not worried. Um, they'll probably do the same thing with the second stream. Actually, I sent it to your Twitter. You're fine. Thank you, Distorted. Sony doesn't own Spider-Man. Sony, I, I just think Spider-Man is going to continue to be treated differently. Like as a game, as property, you know, Sony treats Spider-Man very differently. I don't, I don't know if they'll bring it. I don't know if they'll bring it to, uh, I don't know if they'll bring it to PC, you know, Sony's made it very clear. They want to bring their titles to PC. No doubt. No doubt. I argue that God of War Ragnarok is all but confirmed coming to PC, given all the language that they made, um, given all the language they use in the interviews about it. Go read the interviews about God of War PC gameplay and how they made discoveries when porting God of War to PC that affected foundational pipeline work that went into Ragnarok. There were accessibility features and things that had to be done in God of War coming to PC. They laid that groundwork in Ragnarok, almost as if they're already planning on bringing Ragnarok to PC. Like, And then Sony basically teases and softly confirms God of War Ragnarok release date this year to be confirmed which is why we want to hear from you if you're new you know let us know if subscribing is free so hit subscribe talk in the chat we'd love to meet you take our poll at the top of the chat when do you think Ragnarok releases is it September which was the original leaked placeholder or does it end up landing in November December as a holiday release that's my prediction I think November December holiday release that rolls it over into next year's game awards runnings for 2023 it won't step on horizon forbidden west toes in the action adventure and in game of the year runnings like it won't cannibalize forbidden west it, I, that's that's my prediction marvel owns a spider-man character eh, no <laughs> yes and no it's not that simple marvel doesn't own spider-man it's not that neat They own the movie rights. Insomniac has the game rights, which is a big reason why Sony acquired them. Spider-Man will be on PC. 
So you do you okay? So hang on a minute. So Sony acquires Insomniac. So does that mean they can bring Spider-Man to PC without any challenges? So uh, see if these 2022 preview event announcement preview event. Uh, they're going to do something on the 27th. So in three days, they're going to have some big announcement. All right. Well, we won't be able to. We we might be able to cover that live. We'll see. We'll see. What time of day are they doing that? I'm not seeing a time. I'm just seeing the date. Join us January 27th for the preview event. Uh, have they have they given any indication of a, of a time of day? Because we could we could co-stream it potentially. Six GMT. What in the frick is that? Six GMT in Eastern. Uh, one o'clock. Okay. So that looks like it'll be perfect for us to cover in our afternoon stream on Thursdays. Maybe on this Thursday, maybe we might cover that. Can you throw that in the gaming newsroom, Devil's Cut? Can you throw that in the gaming newsroom for me? Spider-Man will never be on PC. PlayStation needs some exclusives. Okay, let me push back on what you're saying. Imagine that Spider-Man hits PC um, six months before Spider-Man 2 comes out. Don't you think that helps? I mean, you, you think Horizon Zero Dawn came to PC and then six months later Forbidden West is coming out? You think that was like a coincidence? No. You can launch on PC. Spider-Man is globally the most popular superhero. So Spidey lands on arguably the largest gaming the gaming platform. The largest gaming platform out there is PC. It's, it's set to grow over the next five years significantly. Spider-Man lands... And you've got, you have the the, the largest gaming platform able to consume it. And then Spider-Man 2 comes out and they're like, hey, you like that Spider-Man 1, all that DLC? Do you like that Miles Morales? Guess what? They're in the same game together now, Spider-Man 2, PS5 only. Boom. And you have all these people that are like, oh, I I might try to get a PS5 now, man. That that, that, that Spider-Man game was so good. That Spider-Man game was so good. I mean, you don't think God of War's PC commercial success is going to lend potentially to PlayStation sales and God of War Ragnarok's release date? You don't think they'll they'll aid each other? They make a ton of money. You make a, a ton of people really, really wanting the next game. And God of War Ragnarok will likely have an increase in interest from people that probably played it on PC and we're like oh that game was so good look at the commercial success of the game it's been insane I'm actually curious let me I'm gonna I'm gonna look right now I'm gonna look right now I want to see something I want to see something uh it might be it's probably too long ago 
to have it in this in this uh, Steam database tool. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go and then search. Um, all right, God of War on Steam's page. Eight, 18,000 reviews. It has a 96% on Steam. 96 out of 18,000 reviews. So it has almost 20,000 reviews on Steam. Overwhelmingly positive. A 96%. That's insane. Staying above a 95. Like That's, that's freaking bonkers. So all those people are going to be like, man, I, I, I kind of feel that pull. I, 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 man, I don't, you know, the PC guys will wait. Not all of them will wait. If you think every single person who played God of War on PC is going to wait, I think you underestimate how many people are going to be like, man, I, I think I might snag a PS5 now. Think about it. Let's say, let's say out of the, you know, however many it's sold, let's say it sells a million copies on PC, right? Oh, it sold more than 2 million copies. Okay, so God of War um, success on PC is nothing more than 2 million. On PS4, it made 20 million. Wait, is 2 million the correct, or are you just speaking in general, like you're making a prediction? Let's just say they sold 2 million copies, okay? If just a very, very small percentage of those 2 million people that played God of War on PC decide to get a PlayStation, that's a huge win. If the rest of them, you know, if 95% of them are like, we're going to wait for Ragnarok to come to PC, that doesn't matter. Sony still gets money from them. It's a win-win. It's a win-win-win. It's three wins. If a percentage of the of the of the however many millions of copies of God of War sells on PC, if a percentage of those sales are like, I want God of War Ragnarok when it releases, I'm gonna try to get a PS5. Okay, and then they get money off them on the PS5, then they get money off them from games on the PS5. That's a win. To the rest of them, to the rest of them that wait, they still are gonna make money off them. PS4, PS5, God of War. It's gonna launch on both. Ragnarok. It's 20 million over four years. That's another good input. Like, come on. It didn't get 20 million in its first week. It got 13 million its first year. If my memory on it's correct, it was 13 million for the first year. And then they got the rest, the, the, the 7 million to get it to 20 over the course of three years. It was 10 million in the first. I thought it was 13 million in the first year. Y'all think Elden Ring will be game of the year? I think so. I think Elden Ring is the game to beat next year. Although Horizon Forbidden West, I think, is going to surprise everybody. I think Horizon Forbidden West is going to be an absolute monster of a game that's really going to shock folks. I don't think it's just like some little namby-pamby sequel. I think Horizon Forbidden West is a monster of a game. So much so, it'll compete with Ragnarok. I think it'll compete with Ragnarok. I think Forbidden West is going to surprise a lot of folks. I I think it's a sleeper right now. I think people know it's good. It looks good and they're excited, but I think it's a lot bigger than I think people are are, uh, expecting. I think it's going to surprise even me. Um, I couldn't wait. I hadn't touched a console in two years or so. I couldn't wait for Ghost to come to PC. I had to snag a PS5. Yeah, there's somebody who bought a PS5 because they couldn't wait. Couldn't wait for the PC versions. We're going to see some other Marvel characters in Spider-Man 2? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two million's nothing to sneeze at. That's all upside for Sony. I mean, yeah, I don't think it was that expensive to port it. Um, trying to go off memory in Reese's clouds. Uh, it Reese's clouds it. <laughs> 
I honestly think that's why we've seen that Horizon might be... I honestly think from what we've seen that Horizon might be a Game of the Year contender. Oh, I agree with you. I think it's... I think that it is Elden Ring's year to lose. I think they're the front runner. They are. Based on everything we've seen and heard from the technical test of, of, of Elden Ring, I think Elden Ring is the front runner for the year. I do. But I think Forbidden West is going to be an absolute knockdown drag out contender. I really do. I think it's going to be a bigger contender than I originally thought. It'll do well, but God of War will dominate. Ragnarok is going to is going to take a lot of awards, no doubt. I bet you it wins original score, art direction, and probably action adventure. But as far as game of the year goes, it's sometimes it's hard to win both action adventure and game of the year. It's hard to win both. They I think they for whatever reason they make that difficult. Which is weird because if you win for action adventure, well, I guess other games win in their category too. So, so far, I think number one, Elden Ring; number two, God of War; number three, Horizon. But that's just my opinion. I think a lot of people would agree with your breakdown. I think a lot of people would agree with your breakdown that it goes Elden Ring, Ragnarok, Forbidden West in that order of like what, you know, greatness, commercial sales, all of that. Um, the PS4 news is an increasing production. Y'all got baited with some crappy news. Yeah, some of you guys got baited by that. They're they're not increasing production of the PS4. When it was rumored that they were going to slow production, when that rumor hit, they 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 basically said that's not true. <laughs> Sony's like, we're not slowing production of the PS4. Okay, so they they pushed back on that notion, and then everybody ran with the headline. So then, when it come to find out they were still making them, they're like, oh, look at this! Sony's ramping up production of the PS4. And they're like, we never ramped down, you morons. We literally said that we weren't doing that. So, people are running a headline of a headline of a headline, and they're all inaccurate. None of those stories are accurate. From the very beginning, Sony was like, no, we, we didn't, we, we're not slowing production. What, what in the frick are you talking about? Carrie Ann Moss announcement for Horizon thoughts. We broke that down last week. If you want to see that breakdown, we combed through uh, we combed through that 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 trailer. Uh, it was titled Horizon Forbidden West New Trailer Breakdown. Um, it's a three hour past broadcast. I was very excited to see Carrie Ann Moss in there. I thought that was a very very big win for the game. Uh, big win for honestly for everybody. Um, so very very cool to see. Uh, that you know people are big names are going to be in there really cool to see lance riddick we also did the cast introduction breakdown video in that uh in that vid in that stream so so there's a rumor now that there's a rumor floating around twitter according to uh, some guy nick there's another Xbox franchise getting the Master Chief Collection treatment. The main speculation is Gears or Fable. Oh, really? Yeah, I would think it would be Gears, but... I think it would be Gears. At least they're prudent in their work. That should give some confidence. Um, uh, let's see. Claims are automatically released. All of our music is whitelisted to use on YouTube. However, to avoid the release emails, you need to sign up for our whitelist. We're working towards a system that doesn't do this as we know the release emails can be annoying or confusing uh, if you don't read through it. 
Thumb Media Music is Aegis, which is one of YouTube's largest content ID algorithms, which monitors and ensures our music's safety on YouTube. Thanks for coming in with the save. Um, uh, was the streamer whitelisted? Yeah, there we go. I let him know all of this. Thank you very much for following up. Yes, a very appreciative for their assistance today, Distorted. Um, I appreciate it very much. Fable would be better in my opinion. I don't necessarily think I would just agree with you, but it's probably going to be Gears. <laughs> uh, aren't they making a new Fable? They are. I would think it would be Gears, personally. I think those games are built in an engine that would be a little bit, maybe a little bit easier for them to do that. I, I, isn't the Fable, aren't the Fable games built in a bunch of different engines over the course of the years? And then the newest Fable is going to be built in the Forza engine? Um... Gamers complain about crappy news outlets while also running with headlines based on slapped down rumors upon rumors upon rumors upon rumors. That's right. From Software games aren't so big to really be game of the year. Uh, my most people can't deal with the difficulty of those games. I think you meant to say most people can't deal with the difficulty of those games. So when Sekiro won game of the year, was that... What did you think of that? <laughs> <laughs> From Software games aren't big enough to be game of the year. Sekiro was, and Sekiro wasn't even a Dark Souls game. It was a brand new IP, and it snagged game of the year. Uh, didn't one of the Souls games win game of the year? Did Dark Souls 3 snag some game of the year awards? Uh, Dark Souls 3 game of the year. Did it get it from anybody? Mmm... Dark Souls 3 was named Ultimate Game of the Year from Golden Joysticks, while Overwatch took home five. So that was the Golden Joysticks. So yeah, they they won Game of the Year from Golden Joysticks, and then Sekiro won Game of the Year from the Game Awards. So yeah, Bloodborne won Game of the Year awards as well. So they've got three titles that took home Game of the Year awards. Homie. <laughs> you, uh... You need to do some research before you speak on that. <laughs> Listen, we love From Software Games here, so we're being we're being cheeky with you, but From Software Games are very successful commercially and do very well at Game Awards because they're excellent games. So, if you're new and you're just tuning in and you enjoy the conversation, I am a safe for work broadcaster, so subscribing is totally free. If you hit subscribe, you can do so in confidence. I'll be in your sub feed all week, Monday through Friday. A lot of people treat me like video game radio. They throw me on in the background. We cover from software games, PlayStation games like God of War and Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, We'll be covering Lost Ark when it launches. We like RPGs, action-adventure games. We like MMORPGs, and we hope you're enjoying your stay. Remember to hit subscribe if you want to talk in chat and take our poll at the top of the chat. God of War Ragnarok release date. When do you think it'll happen? Most people saying September. They think that placeholder date is good and they're trusting it. Everybody else is saying November and then some other people. 15% are saying next year. Um, I've got my own predictions. I think November, December holiday release for Ragnarok is the most likely. It would kick it into next year's Game Award nominations so as not to step on the toes of Horizon Forbidden West. And so that's what I think. And a lot of people think I overstate the impact of the Game Awards. I don't think I do. (laughs) I think they're going to become a significant influence each year. Um... Never going to win camera of the year. Yeah, camera mechanic of the year from software will not win that. (laughs) Uh, 
I watched Raven's press conference live during the season. Uh, I've seen a statement immediately taken out of context and amplified by the NFL media into a story that has no basis in reality by 6 p.m. Oh, yeah. It's quick. It's quick. Like Denzel Washington said, it's not about what's true. It's about who's first. You know? It's not about what's true. It's about who's first. That's how news media operates. That's how cancel culture operates. It's just about who says it first. If I come out and say it first that, you know, that you, you know, you beat puppies in your spare time, that gets circulated all weekend and you're decimated by it. Even if you come out on Monday and definitively prove it false, the damage is done. There will be people that think you beat puppies for the rest of their life. Even if you come out and definitively prove it false, I could come out and post a retraction after the weekend and it wouldn't matter. The damage is done. Game Awards will be the new E3? No. No, Russell. Summer Games Fest will be the new E3. Same guy, Jeff Keighley, right? Same guy, Jeff Keighley. I think Summer Games Fest becomes the new E3. I think E3 is dead in the water. I think Summer Games Fest gets the gets gets a windfall, gets a windfall of developers and interested parties and advertisers and sponsors. And then the Game Awards is the second is the end of the year shebang, you know? It's the it's the end of the year celebration. So I think a, a June or July Summer Games Fest becomes the new summer gaming event, and then the game event, the game awards is the winter event. I think Keeley is a, br- he's, I think he's brilliant. I think he made really smart moves, and uh, I think he he takes the crown. I think he's going to take the crown for summer and winter, uh, which is great. I like him. I think he's gotten much better as a host. I think the game awards this year got a bunch of unnecessary and and, and unsubstantiated hate. Uh, I don't think it was rooted in anything. I think it was rooted in a bunch of babies, just crybabies, you know. They said Sony have a new Silent Hill game that'll only be on PlayStation. Really? Huh. Interesting. Definitely like this format. Keep up the great work. Hope everything goes well. Uh, Thank you. Trying to reply to people who are enjoying the split-screen briefing. Microsoft will just shut the department down, play stupid, win win stupid prizes. Uh, My thoughts... It might happen. Um, I think it might happen. I think that I think that Raven Software Union is not long for this world because of the Microsoft acquisition. I think Microsoft will just shutter the whole thing. They'll be like, yeah, sorry, we're not working with you anymore. <laughs> we just don't need to. Compile evidence to the contrary and people will say, you took too long. <laughs> Must be true. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> or why would you have this information on hand? <laughs> You can't win, Ashen. That's exactly right. If you take an entire week to prove it false, that you don't beat puppies, they'll be like, it took too long. This has got to be made up. And if you defend yourself right away, they'll be like, well, why'd you have this information on hand? You're probably lying. (laughs) You're screwed either way, dude. You're screwed either way. Coach, do you think the Steelers want to stop your winning streak? Uh, We don't think about that. Coach says rivals not worth thinking about. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's exactly right. That's exactly right. And that's what happened with the PlayStation 4 rumors. They start running with the rumors. They're like, well, the PlayStation 4, they're going to stop production. And they're like, we didn't say that. And then they're like, oh, they're still making PlayStation 4. So they're ramping up production again. It's like, we never did any of that. What are you talking about? <laughs> 
If you haven't pressed the like button on today's video, do so. Let's get those 200 likes. Let's get that next milestone. It helps the video. Thank you so much for being here. We appreciate you tuning in. God of War Ragnarok release date teased by Sony is the headline because they teased it in a blog post called 22 in 22. They have 22 games that they would like to release this year. And, uh, and we are covering it and we are asking you, when do you think it'll happen? When do you think it'll happen? And that's what the poll at the top of the chat is about. Thank you for all of the votes. A lot of votes already, not even in our first hour yet. We've already surpassed 500 votes. September has got the lion's share, 45%. How many of you guys pick September? Cause it's wishful thinking. You're like hoping that it lands in September. That's what I want to know. You know, is it wishful thinking? And now it's turned into Sony is making PS4s because they can't make PS5s. Yeah, yeah. And just misleading journalism from the bottom to the top. So when? Well, the God of War Ragnarok release date that leaked was a placeholder in September. So a lot of people are wishful thinking, really hoping the September date is locked in. I think a November-December holiday release is more likely. Gives them a little bit more time. You could do some PS5 combo units. Um, You know, holiday's a really good time. And then, they won't step on and cannibalize Horizon Forbidden West nominations. Because Horizon Forbidden West will no doubt get, get Game of the Year awards and Action Adventure Game of the Year awards. And God of War is very similar in what it's going to offer. A great story-driven action adventure game with brilliant voice acting and a soundtrack and combat and everything else and art direction. All of that, you know, they could cannibalize Horizon Forbidden West. So if they, if they don't, they'll bump it the next year. Now Eugene's like, well, next year's all about Spider-Man 2. So they're not going to do that. I'm like, okay, that's a good point. So September, October launch date for God of War Ragnarok could allow it to get nominations, get a ton of free press from the Game Awards, and get like a second little bump in sales in November, December holiday. So I think it stands to reason that's a better argument. I will concede that's a stronger argument. If you're arguing for a September, October Ragnarok release and you use the Game Awards as part of your argument, I think your argument's better than mine. I think it's stronger. I still think I'm right. I still think they do a, a, a holiday release, a November-December holiday release. Um, even though I think your argument's better that, no, they'll do it before, and then they'll get to ride the wave of the free press from Game Awards, and then next year it's all about Spider-Man, because Spider-Man would no doubt dominate you know nominations as well. So... That's too far away. I just beat God of War and I'm craving more. I know. I know. It's good. It's a good game. It's a great story. It's, it's awesome. It's. I'm bummed that we don't really have a great place for, for ongoing gameplay here. I'm just, I'm bummed we've not, we've only set ourselves up with that for From Fridays. So we'll have to think, we'll have to think. We'll just, we'll just, we'll just keep iterating. But the talk shows really, really carry the show here. So it's, it's hard to, it's hard to break that format. 2023 is also Final Fantasy 16. I think the September date for Deathloop is one of the reasons the press was so vocal about it. There was nothing else to talk talk about for weeks. That's good input, Expiry. Deathloop got got such a, 
an undeserved amount of media attention and love. It was not nearly as good as everybody said it was. And I was glad that the Game Awards, you know, proved that. Not only that, Sony would have two Game of the Year nominees for their holiday marketing. Well, yeah, think about this, Eugene. They could have really, really quick DLC planned for Ragnarok, and they could also have DLC planned for Forbidden West. I could see Forbidden West launching DLC in November, December. Because think about it. What better time to promote DLC for Horizon Forbidden West than during the Game Awards? They're nominated for Game of the Year, and oh yeah, by the way, we've got uh, we've got DLC coming end of November for Forbidden West. You could you could tease God of War Ragnarok DLC. They didn't do any DLC for the last game, but I bet you they do DLC for Forbidden West. What should I play next? Ghost of Tsushima or Guardians of the Galaxy? Do you have a PlayStation Five? Because that that's going to affect my answer significantly. I beg to differ, it only deserved a small portion of the praise that was thrown it. Deathloop deserved its praise though. No, it didn't. No. If you if you watch any of my feedback or critique of the game and then go watch Skillup's review of the game, I don't think that game deserved any of the media darling treatment that it got. No. It's a seven and a half game, maybe an eight. It's not nines and tens. It wasn't game of the year. It won it won for art direction and something else. No. There was so much sloppiness to it. It was not as good as everybody said. Landed in a drought and everybody acted like it was way better than they claimed it was. People say you look like Corey Barlog a lot. No, I don't get told that. I mean, I'll take it as a compliment. He's a handsome man. Mm. You have a PS5? I think Ghost of Tsushima on the PS5 is one of the greatest games ever made. If you get the director's cut especially. I think it's one of the, the, the one of the greatest games ever made. It's beautiful. It's a work of art. Wonderful combat and story. The progression systems, all of it. It's it's magnificent. Don't forget they're working on a Returnal DLC too. That's not been confirmed. There's no confirmation that there's a Returnal DLC being worked on. At least not that I've seen. I feel like we would have covered that at least in a, at least in a short update. I've not. I've seen it speculated that they're that they're working on one, but I don't think it was ever like a firm confirmation if you haven't hit subscribe yet feel free to do that it is free to subscribe it lets you talk in chat and join the discussion i'm thinking about upgrading to the ps5 version is it worth a replay i think if you're playing ghost of tsushima god of war or horizon zero dawn and you grab those free upgrades on the playstation 5 i mean well worth the play. I think Ghost of Tsushima is well, well worth the play on PlayStation 5 because they did a lot to it. They did a lot. They gave you 3D audio. They resynced the Japanese voice actors, which you should play the game with the Japanese voice actors. Uh, no load times at all. Uh, increase in the graphical performance and the fidelity. Oh, it's just beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. And then the director's cut and they gave you the haptic feedback and they give you uh, Ikishima Island and all that. Oh my gosh. It's it's wonderful. Um, 
it's wonderful now god of war got 4k checkerboard resolution and 60 frames per second which makes it absolutely stunning if you can play god of war on ps5 there's not a lot of reasons to play it on pc unless you're a graphics snob and you want to do all the fancy stuff god of war on pc versus god of war on ps5 they're virtually indistinguishable depending on your pc and how much you really want to crank things um what was the other one I said? Horizon Zero Dawn on PlayStation 5 is nice because they give you the 60 FPS uptick, but they didn't do much else to it. Not that I know of. Um, and yeah, that's all of them. The, the, that's every game that you could potentially consider playing on your PS5 again that I think are worth it for varying degrees. Uh, I will say God of War on PC crashed a bunch for me. They pushed out a patch that was supposed to help with some of the crashing. I had no issues whatsoever. Ran rock solid. I, I, I don't, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see how many hours I've put in so far. Because um, I... That was, that was obviously a concern. I was having those issues with my rig. And then I reseeded my graphics card and all of my problems went away. So the card must have gotten jostled in the move. Uh, I've played it for 10 hours. Not a single hiccup, not a single drop frame, stutter, nothing. And I played it for 10 hours. Um, that doesn't mean you weren't having problems. They were known problems with God of War on PC. Um, I personally disagree with the Japanese voice actors. I prefer English so I can watch other things on screen and still follow the story. I don't think that's as needed in Tsushima. Um, a lot of the scenes, they're not looking at their faces and it's just sort of, or you're riding on a horse or they are showing their faces, but I don't know. I, I think that the, the Japanese voice acting just adds such a shade of beauty. I think the Japanese language is beautiful. There's something so like syncopated and like percussionistic. It's, I love it. I don't know. Um, getting up to get a drink during a cutscene, I can still hear what's going on. Why the frick would you be getting up during a cutscene? I don't... <laughs> so you really like the cutscenes and want to see what's getting on, but you're going to get up and get a drink during the cutscene and not watch. It doesn't... Sounds like you're saying things that are mutually exclusive. <laughs> yeah, dude, I really want to see what's going on in the cutscene. You know? Because like when I get up to get a drink and don't watch what's happening, <laughs> I want to be able to hear what's going on. <laughs> It's a total player experience, this offering alternate point of view. Oh no, I get it. I 100% get it. Like, having to look at the bottom of the screen can be immersion breaking for people because they want to look at the player's faces and they want to see the emotion and they want to know what in the world's going on. Um, I'm just giving you grief. I'm giving you grief because I I don't know. Uh, I like the English voices, but I'm biased because I'm a big fan of Jin's actor. Yeah. Ghost actually had good English voice acting. It's the main language for the game. I know, and the movie's probably going to be in English. Whatever. (laughs) They have not upgraded Shadow of the Colossus? They didn't upgrade it. I thought they gave it, like, something, though, didn't they? They didn't upgrade, they didn't do a remaster, but I thought they did something to it. I may do New Game Plus in Japanese if I ever do one. I was going to say that, like if you play it through once on English and you know everything that kind of happens, play through it on Japanese, man. It just sounds, I don't know, it just sounds good. Um, 
I just really hope they cast Jin actor in the game as the movie actor. He, I mean, he knows how to do all the sword play, so they could they could definitely get him. He wouldn't have to re, he wouldn't have to learn how to handle a sword and the choreography of a sword. He knows how to do all that. Shadow of the Colossus got a remake. What do you mean? I thought that somebody reviewed it and said it wasn't like a true remake. It was just like an uptick. Shadow was remade in 60 FPS when it was done. I thought somebody like broke that down. I, I, I feel like I remembered reading a headline or seeing a video about this. That, like It wasn't a true remake or something. I might be thinking of something else. The 2018 Shadow Colossus is a remake. Okay, but they didn't do anything for the PS5 maybe is what they were talking about. I don't know. I I didn't play it. I'm not I'm not I'm not educated on it. On a PlayStation at first, 4 years later, only on PlayStation and PC. It was completely remade. Huh. Kenpachi, I think I screenshot a comment you left and I thought it was such a nice comment on split screen after we made the change in the announcement, you said I'm in awe of you you're evolving, love seeing your come up no comeback because you're above and beyond where you once were, you're better that was a really nice comment that you left I screenshot it and was going to put it like on Twitter or in the Discord thought it was more of a remaster I have high hopes for Infamous 3, like I said. Yeah, I mean, Infamous 3, I mean, the Infamous franchise is pretty popular. People seem to really like those games. I wouldn't say an FPS is a whole, FPS boost is a whole remake. Yeah, there was nothing done for PS5. Maybe that's what they were talking about in chat. Maybe that's what I was remembering. Um, I don't know. Um, man, YouTube is acting up again. What the frick? A couple more likes for 200 likes. If you guys are having a refresh or having some technical difficulties, I am sorry. Amazon Web Services is acting up today, and it affects affects so much of the internet. So if you're having issues with buffering or having to refresh, it's not on my end. I apologize. We're definitely having some issues again this week uh, on YouTube. They remade the entire game. The same company who remade Demon's Souls remade Shadow of the Colossus, and it looks 100 times better in frame rate. Okay, so no, it was an actual remake. Oh, it was... Okay. So, it looks like they did it for the PS4 Pro. Shadow of the Colossus graphics comparison, the PlayStation 2 versus the PS4 Pro. Okay. It was a full rebuild. Yeah, so it was a full rebuild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always the mobile app. Yeah, there's been some weird weird stuff on YouTube lately. If you have to keep refreshing, I am sorry about that. What did you talk about prior to the new year? I have been variety game coverage since February of last year. So February of last year, we shifted from covering Destiny exclusively to covering variety gaming news. And then we moved the live show over to this smaller channel. This channel had about five to 6,000 subs when we moved over to it. We've since doubled the sub count. Um, our member count is in like the 450s. We'd love to see 500 paying members on this channel. Um, 
and our our big channel that we moved away from we just switched it to an esports casting desk that will bring esports industry and content creator news along with uh, shout casting uploads and live streams and uh, that channel gets a news briefing every morning this morning it got a news briefing about respawn um, not respawn I'm sorry Raven Software starting a union and wanting Activision to acknowledge them so New God of War will be PS5 only no head killer it'll be on both platforms PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 you believe Ragnarok will be on PC in 2025-2026 oh I don't agree with that at all I don't agree with that at all. I think Ragnarok comes... I think God of War Ragnarok comes to PC. I think it comes to PC next year. Holiday next year. I think they'll make you wait like one year. I think they're going to do the same thing with Forbidden West. I think they're going to make you wait 12 to 18 months. They already confirmed that they cleaned up the pipeline. They've already cleaned up the pipeline in Ragnarok uh, for PC accessibility features. So later on down the line... Uh, they will have no problem uh, basically bringing it to PC. They said that bringing God of War to PC with respect to accessibility features, they 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 learned a lot and they changed the way they were building Ragnarok. So I think Ragnarok comes to PC a lot faster than three or four years. I think it lands a year to a year and a half after the full after the release of the game. I think they're going to do the same thing with Forbidden West. I don't think they're going to make you wait nearly as long because they really want PlayStation to have a strong presence in the PC market and I don't think you get a strong presence in the PC market if you keep making people wait three and four years before the game lands. I don't don't think that works. Um, You're speculating making people wait three to four years and I just think that's that's way too long. Is Sony putting exclusives on PC? their way of competing with all the Microsoft buyouts? I don't think it's a way of competing. I just think it's a way of getting more money from their capital. And, according to Corey Barlog, the studios were putting pressure on Sony. Look, man, our games would do amazing. Our our game our games would do amazing over there. What are you doing? Like, Horizon Forbidden West will, P- will be on PC the month before Spider-Man 2 releases. God of War Ragnarok will hit PC the month before Wolverine. Look at the history. That's probably a pretty good prediction. Yeah. If you're just tuning in, we are discussing the God of War Ragnarok release date. It was teased by Sony. They had a blog post called 22 and 22. They've got 22 games they want to release this year. And they had Ragnarok listed at number 5. And it said TBC 2022. So we're asking you, the audience, what do you think? There's a poll at the top of the chat. Almost 700 votes. Most people saying September is when they think the God of War Ragnarok release date will happen uh, because September was the original leaked placeholder date. I think it'll be a November-December holiday release. Um, If you want to talk in chat and and chime in with the contribution of the conversation, hit subscribe. 
You can subscribe to my channel in confidence. I am a safe for work broadcaster. I'll be in your sub feed all week doing live shows like this covering variety gaming news. God of War, I think, was way ahead of its time with the hardware they were using with the PS4. That's why I think the developers were putting pressure on Sony to put games on PC. They're like, dude, our games are being significantly held back by this old hardware. These games would look and run amazing on PC. You know what I'm saying? That's why the devs were pushing for it. It makes perfectly good sense. Ghost will hit later this year, a month before PS5 Ragnarok. That'd be amazing if Ghost of Tsushima lands a month before. I would love to play through that with you guys on PC. By then, we might have a large enough channel to do a full playthrough. That would be so fun. Did you report on Activision trying to buy out Kotaku to change the narrative on their bad press? What? I didn't see anything about that. I've not seen anything about Microsoft trying to buy Kotaku. I don't know why they buy Kotaku for God's sakes. Buy buy somebody a little bit more reputable. <laughs> why would they buy them? They're not even reputable reputable right now. Like between Kotaku and Polygon, they're like the most disrespected, untrusted, untrusted news outlets. You'd be better off buying thegamer.com or Game Informer or IGN or Game Rant, or Games Radar. I don't know why you try to buy Kotaku. Like, they're so sullied at this point. No one likes them. They basically post headlines that are memes, stupid, ignorant hot takes, and that's how they get their clicks. They don't get their clicks because their coverage is worth a darn. They get clicks because they're, like, meme hot-taking children. It's their, their articles are usually awful. Who's buying Kotaku? I don't think anybody. Headkiller is saying Activision was trying to buy Kotaku. How many God of War PC players are going to be trying to snag a PS5 when they drop this week? I'm telling you, Eugene, I think it's a lot. I think it's a lot. I think God of War PC made a ton of converts. It's got 18,000 reviews on Steam and a 96%. 18,000! That's a lot of reviews, man. Activision was trying to buy Kotaku? Really? When? I didn't see this reported anywhere. One thing Jim Ryan and Herman Holst has done, in my opinion, is that they have gone away with super hyping their games like the past PlayStation used to do. You don't really need to hype God of War Horizon Forbidden West. Just show a dadgum trailer. They're beautiful games. You don't even need to hype them. Yeah, here's a trailer. Kotaku was garbage, even when this guy was there. Yeah, well, I don't think very highly of him either. He's he's protected he's protected abusers and criminals because it's good for business. No different than IGN, you know, protecting Bungie as Bungie protects abusers. It's an entire industry of people that protect bad people. I hope they all get drugged the same way Activision Blizzard did. IGN reported it. I, I didn't see it. I didn't see it. 
Bobby wanted to buy Kotaku to change the public opinion. Kodak was going mental, suggesting to buy the press to help the face of the company. Oh my gosh. So they didn't try. Kodak just wanted to? You can just hand out a business card that says Horizon Zero Dawn sequel and people are on board. Yeah, that's all you really need. There was a report that Kodak was trying to buy a news outlet in order to change the narrative around Activision. Bungie's like, I'll do you one better. We have the press in our pocket. (laughs) We don't need to own IGN. We just feed IGN early access to Witch Queen. You watch. Just you watch who gets a bunch of media love and early access to Witch Queen. It'll be be IGN. It'll be IGN because of the way they treated Bungie and helped them gloss over their misconduct. I guarantee you, IGN gets some of the best and earliest first looks at Witch Queen. You freaking write it down. Because in the past, Game Informer gets the big spreads and the interviews about big releases from uh, from Destiny. Ten bucks on the table. It'll be IGN this time. Ten bucks. Because they gave him such soft, stupid, kid glove treatment on their misconduct. Yeah. Just watch. Just watch. Guaranteed. IGN gets all the Witch Queen coverage early. I'll put money on it. I will put money on it. IGN's already playing it. Oh, yeah. They're going to get tons of early access treatment. They'll get exclusive early access treatment. Zero doubt in my mind. As a thank you for IGN being, you know, extremely favorable in their coverage. I had an ex-employee reach out to me, and they said, that that coverage is bunk. It is not accurate to how things went down. We were not pressured to sign non-disparaging agreements. We were forced to. So whatever enjoy your witch queen <clears throat> i feel like that's like the death loop i've seen it forever i mean death loop got media darling treatment for a whole host of other reasons i don't think it was nearly as good as everybody said it was i'll back your bet with a case of kit kats sounds good <laughs> is kratos worthy of mjolnir no no uh, no he, he can't be he can't be worthy of mjolnir i, I wouldn't think Thor's not going to let him hand it. He's not going to give it to him anyway. The God of War being being worthy of Mjolnir? I don't think so. Thor's a murderer, so being worthy is probably BS. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Thor's not exactly worthy. They they dress that up in the MCU, but in the game lore, yeah, he's not very good. Thor will die and Kratos will obtain it? You mean Mew Mew? Yeah, Mew Mew. I usually call Mjolnir uh, Mew Mew. It'd be too OP considering the lore of the first game. I can't see them giving you Mjolnir in God of War Ragnarok. That'd be super, super weird. Unless you wield it to do something and in the process destroy it. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you need it to do something and in the process of doing that thing it gets destroyed. I can't see you running around with that with that hammer. 
Thor being worthy is a Marvel convention. It's not Norse mythology. Oh, well, there you go. There you go. Uh, Chris, thanks. You're welcome to come here anytime. Wait, somebody named Chris said something in chat? Let me scroll up. This is about the most truthful thing I've heard in a while. What did Fairyman say? All companies are unethical. The only reason companies want to look ethical is because this uh, that's this decade's fad. All they care about is cash. I don't think all companies are unethical. I think that's just absolutely sweeping and reductionist. And very cynical. I just don't think so. There's plenty of ethical companies out there that don't break the rules. Uh, are we avoiding spoilers or are we good to talk freely? I know it's like a three-year-old game, but... It's been out on PC long enough, Valiant, for me to be like, it's totally fine. What are you going to talk about who Atreus is? <laughs> I mean, if if God of War PC hit just today, I'd tell you to chill. But it's been out long enough that people have t- had time to build to, to beat it. And if they're trying to avoid God of War spoilers, showing up to a God of War Ragnarok stream is probably not the place to be. <laughs> How does Thor and Loki play out in this context? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Because we don't know at what point... Like, why did... and Why did... um? Why did Atreus end up with... Why did Atreus end up with... Why did Loki end up with her? With, with, with Kratos' wife? Did they explain how that happened? Why did the frost giants like do that? But wh- why did I don't understand? Were they were they worried? I, I they say it at the end, don't they? doesn't he say that at the end? Cuz like anytime he would visit the frost giants, they would call him Loki. Are you saying no company cuts corners to save time and money? Well, now you're dealing in a false dichotomy to paint me into a corner. That's not what I said. That's a false dichotomy. Either all companies are unethical or none of them are. That's called a false dichotomy. You can't... That, that's that's No, that's simply untrue. Just because some... Just because some companies are unethical does not therefore mean all are unethical. That's a non sequitur. Like, that doesn't make any sense. really crummy parents out there well all parents are crummy what no no Kratos is not Atreus's real father no he's their real son well Faye was a frost giant wasn't she so he's so is Loki then mix he's like half frost giant half whatever Kratos is I don't think Kratos is the biological father. I thought I thought Faye brought brought Atreus from the Frost Giants. Marty talked about back when he worked for them after he left, of course. Well, sure. He's part giant, part god. So he's he's mixed. He's half Frost Giant, half whatever the frick Kratos is, half god, I guess. He's part god, part giant. 
She was. Kratos didn't know. He thought she was mortal. So she hid the fact that she was a frost giant from Kratos. So she she hides the fact that she's a frost giant from Kratos. They have a baby, and their baby is half frost giant, half god, which would make sense why the frost giants would dote on him and call him Loki. They were doting on him like he was he was one of them in essence. Part giant, part god, part mortal. God of War is always taking liberties with its mythology. Well, sure. He's one quarter human, one quarter god, half giant. Kratos is his father, that's why he was getting sick. Huh. Kratos is the father. Remember, Atreus tries to use Spartan rage. Oh, that's why he gets really angry. Oh, I see. I never picked up on that. I never picked up on that. Yeah, where's the mortal part come from? Is Fey half is Fey half human, half giant? She knew Kratos was a god, and she never revealed her own identity. And Kratos is the son of Zeus. It'd be really cool to see if we can fully use Spartan Rage in the new game. Oh, technically, Kratos is half-human. Kratos was made into a god, so he may have given he may have given Loki Atreus part hu- human humanity. Kratos is only a demigod. He's half god, making Atreus one fourth. Got it. Got it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's why it's why Balder says I thought you would be bigger because Balder thought the same thing. He was there for Faye, thinking she was a frost giant. He's making the same mistake Kratos made, thinking a frost giant is giant, is a gigantic person. And so when Balder shows up and he's like, oh, "I thought you'd be bigger." <laughs> <laughs> he's thinking the same thing because later on Atreus laughs at Kratos thinking that Kratos is like oh this is an awfully small place for some giants and he laughs at him he's like frost giants aren't actually giant and so Balder shows up thinks the same thing you know I thought you'd be bigger I thought you were going to be a giant Kratos had a mortal mother. Remember, Zeus liked to fool around. Oh yeah, Zeus. Zeus will. <laughs> if a bowl of soup was still warm, you know. Some frost giants were giant, but not all. Right, right. It's not a determiner of size. It isn't when you call them a frost giant. (laughs) 
Odin wants the magic of the giants, and that's why he sent Balder. Wasn't part of the level inside a frost giant, though, or was that just a giant? I don't know. I remember that. You're like walking and climbing on a giant, aren't you? You get the chisel that's stuck inside the giant's head, that's a frost giant. Okay, so some frost giants are actually giant. Interesting. It's on the outside of the frost giant that Thor killed. Right, right, right. I remember that. I've not played the game completely all the way through in a long time. Ashen says, do you think Freya will join with Odin to get revenge against Kratos? No. No, I think Freya will change her mind. I think, I think Loki, I think Atreus is going to be a soft spot for her, and so she'll change her mind. I think they show, uh, they show her attacking Kratos. It's a looky-loo. They're trying to trick us. I think, I think she'll change her mind because of Atreus, because she likes Atreus. She doted on him like a son. She won't, she won't be able to take Kratos from him. I, I think she'll change her mind. Balder says, I thought you'd be bigger because he's a Norse god. The Norse god of war is super tall. So he thought the Greek God of War would be two. No, no. It's been established that Balder was there looking for Faye. He was there looking for a frost giant. It said she's one of the main antagonists, her and Thor. Yeah, I think she I think she turns and helps us at the end though. I don't think she'll go through with it. I, I see it being a real poignant part in the game where she decides not to. And then she'll die. She'll die at the hand of Thor or something. She'll die, I think. And I think that'll set Atreus off. I think, I think they're wanting us to anticipate Kratos dying. I don't think that's what they'll do. I think they'll trick us. I think you're going to think, oh man, Kratos is going to die and uh, and, and Atreus is going to b- lose his freaking mind and go nuts and transform or get bigger or stronger or whatever. And I think that I think that she will die. I think they'll have her die. She'll stand in the gap or get in the way or something and she'll die right in front of Atreus and he'll lose it. She technically enslaved him. Yeah, the new mummy dying will trigger him. Yeah, I think that'll be a bigger trigger point for him because his mom died. I don't think they're ready to put Kratos out to pasture. I think they'll keep Kratos in the next game as like an NPC. How you see this ending? Kratos escaping to Egypt. 
Yeah, something like that. In the next game, they would they would hand the game. I think they're going to hand the game off to Atreus. I do. But I don't think they're going to do it that cleanly. I don't think they're going to like kill Kratos in this game and hand everything off to Atreus. I think I think they kill her instead. I think Freya is is bad the whole time. I think she's going to die right in front of Atreus and Atreus is going to freaking lose it. And I think I think in the process of this game, I think Kratos will just get too weak and too old. I think the mortal part of him will require them to go somewhere else so he can rest and then Atreus will take over the franchise. Egypt looked like it would definitely be next. Yeah. Possibly. Kratos die, Atreus losing his mind, destroy Asgard. While she's dying, she apologizes and realizes she was wrong. Yeah, yeah. That's my prediction. My prediction is they don't, I don't think they want to do that. I think it's too easy for everybody to be like, yeah, they're going to kill Kratos off. Mm. Isn't Kratos dead on the wall at the end or am I remembering this wrong? I think he is predicted to die according to the, isn't there a prophecy at the end of the game that makes it seem as though, yeah, he's going to die? Maybe he'll need to kill Atreus for some reason. Kratos is dead by Loki on the wall at the end of the game. Yeah, so if he's dead at the hands of Loki, then maybe that's what happens. Maybe Freya dies and it's Kratos' fault and Atreus loses it because because he connected with her in like a motherly way and he loses it and kills Kratos. Maybe they do that. I don't know. Maybe that could be the goal of the fir- of the next game is that Kratos runs because he realizes Atreus is too strong and he runs and in the next game that's what you're doing. You're Loki looking for Kratos, maybe in Egypt, and you're trying to kill him. Um, this is all speculation obviously. Did you see Thor show up at the end of the game? Uh, Thor Thor doesn't show up in God of War. He you 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 kill his sons, don't you? He doesn't show up at the end. He shows up in the next game. Like he told Atreus, he would let him kill him if it meant that Atreus would live. A lot of people believe that the prediction on the wall is that Tyr dies, not Kratos. Hmm. He's in the post-credits. He shows up at the very end. I don't remember that. Thor shows up after the credits. He does. If you go back to the house, oh, in a dream sequence. I don't remember that. It was a dream. So it sounds like you have to go back to the house. It's not a face reveal, though. Oh, okay. I mean, I know he shows up in the next game. 
You have to go home and go to sleep. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Got it. Tyr will try to kill Loki because Loki and his children bring the destruction of Asgard. YouTube it? (laughs) No, it's okay. You only see his hammer. He's standing outside. Hang on, somebody got me the link here. Yeah. Oh, they've used that clip in the Ragnarok trailers where he lands outside and then they show it from the perspective of his hammer. Yeah. <laughs> he like throws the he like throws the cape back or whatever. And there's his hammer. Yeah, they've shown that in the uh, in the in the Ragnarok trailers, at least one of the Ragnarok trailers. It's a dream, but a future prediction. Uh, as Atreus is a giant, Thor is quite different in the prologue compared to the way he looks in Ragnarok. No, he looks about the same. He's big and burly and like broad. They don't really show much of him. It's kind of hard to see him. God of War Ragnarok is probably going to be an absolute legend in gaming history. It's likely, it's very, very likely, it'll be it'll be pretty huge. Kratos will travel to Japanese, Japan, Egyptian, and Aztec Parthian as Thor will kidnap Atreus, and Portal will appear to find Atreus. So you, oh, so you think at the end Atreus gets kidnapped? Like that's how it's going to end? And then the next game is trying to get him back. That would be wild. So you'd be trying to get him back and then, I don't know, possibly um... mm, Huh. Somebody's telling me to please put in the description of this morning's stream that it's only the PC servers that are down for Dark Souls, not all of them. Well, okay. Better let people know in general than to be super specific. I don't know. It seems pretty average to me. <laughs> yeah, Atreus's mother could see visions of the future. I'm sure Atreus does as well. Maybe the gods kind of brainwash Atreus so you have to fix him. Yeah, maybe that's how you fix him is you fight him. You fight him in the next game and it kills you but it breaks the spell or whatever they did to him. And then he's really, really angry (laughs) because he realizes he was forced to kill Kratos, his dad, and it breaks his spell. And then you spend the next game fighting against Odin as, uh, as Loki. Were the Egyptians already on the way out? I'm not sure how that works. Yeah, I don't know. They want to kill Loki because Loki will create Ragnarok. Yes. Which is the destruction of Asgard. Which means they'll be coming for... Once his identity is known, they'll be coming for him. Which might make sense as to why Thor is coming for you. Thor could be coming because of the revenge on his on his kid, on his sons, but they could all he could also be coming because he knows he knows who Atreus is. 
Imagine if Kratos fought him. He wouldn't use any weapons. You'd probably be locked to fists if you fought him at all. Japanese gods are related to the elves, so we might visit the Japanese mythology to introduce it. The weapons the elves use are Japanese, and the lingworm is similar to the golden fish that turned into a dragon. This is the last game in the Norse mytho? Yeah, they've said that. I'm fairly certain I've read that in at least a handful, two different articles. That this is the end of their, their time with Norse mythology. Yes. Um... Uh, mm, 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 mm. Microsoft bought Activision Blizzard so they can turn it into Harry freaking Potter game. Oh yeah, yeah. People are apparently in uh, flying around in Call of Duty now. There's like a new uh, cheat going around where people are flying and using aimbots in the cars. Hilarious. Kratos protected Loki and dead, and Loki revenge, kill all the gods, and Ragnarok will begin. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. I could 100% see that. Screenshot of Kratos fighting elves in the gameplay trailer shows some cave painting of Japanese gold flush. Oh, really? I think we might have our... No. I was going to say, I think we might have our... Where can you add... Here we go. Contact info. links of other places yeah we should probably start doing this we don't have any of our uh, any of our links here publish there What's this comic? Oh, from Penny Arcade. So, is that it? Have I killed every god now? What are you supposed to do in the next God of War? Oh, don't worry. There are other gods. (laughs) They're going to have you fighting Yahweh and Jesus. That makes sense. That makes sense. (laughs) Good luck. I got my these in a bucket. Why do you have them in a bucket? God of War returns to the Mediterranean only to find the Roman Catholic Church. (laughs) No. No. Boy. We keep killing this man, Jesus, and he keeps coming back. That wouldn't work. They hinted at Egypt. Don't know if you keep up with the server territory wars. But a Valhalla PvP guild transferred over to Eden and actually won Everfall from Yellow last night. Oh, nice. Nice. I um, I, I don't keep up with the game right now because every time we've covered it, uh, it, it's gotten really poor reception because 
I think they need to do something big and significant to really get everybody kind of re-energized and uh, sadly that hasn't been happening so um, he's like Balder but way more preachy <laughs> that's good that's good if you're enjoying today's coverage and discussing the God of War Ragnarok release date that was teased by Sony. Remember to hit subscribe and the bell button so you don't miss these live streams. I am a safe for work broadcaster. You can subscribe in confidence. It doesn't cost anything to subscribe and I'll be in your sub feed all week doing live streams like this covering uh, variety gaming news. A lot of people treat me like video game radio. They throw me on in the background and uh, they don't have to worry about, you know, my language and stuff because again, I am safe for work. So smash that subscribe button. Smash the like button if you haven't already. It does help out the video. And then our various sponsors that we try to highlight. I am wearing a shirt from 80s Tees. If, you, uh, if you're like me, I'm a connoisseur of t-shirts. You can get a nice discount if you use my code. Use code LONO uh, over at 80stees.com. Headkiller just used the displate command. These displates in the background, I've actually got a God of War one and another one that I was trying to get uh, ordered. And... Uh, but you can use that link in the chat for displate or the link in the description below. That'll give you a nice hefty discount. And we do have our own coffee. So this is not this is not some uh, this is not some other company or anything like this. This is mine, uh, the Rageous Roast. We have a light roast, a dark roast, and then the holiday blends getting lower and lower each week. Um, if you're a coffee drinker, be warned. If you order this coffee, uh, you'll have a, you'll have a really really hard time going back. Uh, to other coffee because it does have that balanced acidity so it makes it very very drinkable I'm a fan of the light roast other people in chat will tell you their favorite flavors and again this is not some other company this is you're supporting like a small family business when you order this my wife and kiddos bag it up and give you thank you notes and things like that when you order it so we appreciate you guys supporting the coffee they tease three potential mythologies Egyptian, Celtic, or Japanese oh so there's symbols in the trailers there's symbols in the trailers Egyptian, Celtic, and Japanese there you go I feel like uh, Native American gods would be cool but it would probably be insensitive to have Kratos fight them yeah but he, he would have that would be odd where would he travel to fight them like it would be that's super weird was he gonna leave the re- you know Midgard and come to planet Earth like what I don't know about that I guess they had they'd have their realms that they live in right the dark roast is laced with crack I can't give it up there you go you'll get hooked on the dark roast a lot of people endorsing dark roast in chat so you can go to rageousroast.com or use the coffee command in chat uh, we'll see if we get any brand new orders from people today. Most of the orders are repeat buyers, which is amazing. So I always love to see new folks try it out. Um, all pantheons exist on the same Earth. Midgard is Earth. What? Midgard is the land of the mortals. Oh, so Earth is Midgard. I'm getting confused because I'm not polished on all these mythologies. So where do they? So then, if they did, if they did like Native American gods, where do their gods live? Weren't most of their gods rooted in rooted in like Earth, Earth and things, and not some like other realm? Midgard is Earth. 
Kratos in Japanese lore would be super interesting. I'd be so down for that. Okay, so Midgard's Earth, and they travel to the other realms through the World Tree. I didn't realize that. So they could tr- they could travel to other realms from other mythologies, is what you're saying? Like, fight gods there? If you buy three bags of coffee, you get the third at the low price of a regular bag. That's right. That's right. Uh. In God of War, the mythology are like continents separate from each other. So they could go wherever they want then. That might be kind of weird just to be hopping all over the place. It's very confusing because Tyr had to like teleport to other pantheons, but Kratos somehow took a boat from Greece to Midgard. Each pantheon has their area of dominion. Yeah, I am not brushed up on any of this. I don't fully understand how all of it works. People are voting for their favorite coffees in chat with those coffee emotes. There you go. There you go. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Fun question. Are the Greek underworld and the Norse hell connected somehow? Well, the Norse underworld, isn't it called Helheim? And the Greek underworld is called Hell or no, Hades, right? I can't keep it all straight. I thought the Norse underworld was Helheim, and I thought the Greek underworld was called Hades. Why is it confusing? Norse gods, Greek gods, Egyptian gods can all coexist. The devs have also taken a few liberties with the mythology. Kratos is currently in a second pantheon. Tartarus. Elysium. They can all coexist, same earth. They literally just travel to a different continent. Like Odin and Freya knowing about Kratos past and what Kratos did to the Greeks, the gods in Japanese, Egypt, and Aztec also know about Kratos. These gods will go to war at Kratos as he is a threat. I'm telling you, I didn't realize that all these things were connected. I didn't play the first God of Wars. I played the newest one and did not know that that's how they wrote it, that like they're all connected. Corey also stated with Egyptian mythology idea before landing on Norse. I like the idea that these mythological gods exist on the same plane of existence. It makes for fun interconnected, interconnected stories. Tartarus and Helheim, they are different. Helheim is only for evil people, but the Greek hell has a place for is a place for good and bad. Remember that Mimir, Mimir knows who Kratos is. Oh yeah, Mimir knows who he is when they meet him. Some pantheons do call hell Hades. I think that all the hells are connected. I really hope we get to see Kratos and Zeus talk and Kratos can for, kind of forgive him. I'm waiting for the high cat flavored dark roast. I don't know what that is. Hades is the god that runs Tartarus. Tartarus is the underworld. Oh, that's right. Hades is the god of the underworld. It's not called Hades. I think Zeus is in Helheim calling out to Kratos in the clouds. Wasn't a vision, but actually Zeus talking to him. You should do a playthrough. I can't do playthroughs on this channel. They don't get very good support. 
we got to our third part in God of War on PC and it it each time we saw a marked decrease I just it's you have to be a certain size before you can start doing playthroughs we just we don't the support's not there for it not to mention it's not just support it's that you have to be doing something that people are actively coming to YouTube and looking for we don't have a place for that right now to like slowly play through old games like really big YouTubers can do that because you know they can indulge when when you're building you can't really do that what channels are the playthroughs on we do them here we do them here it's just we don't we don't get a lot of support after a couple of playthroughs like we got the part three of god of war on pc and it 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 did fine but i don't think it did well enough for me to do you know it was part three it was probably going to take us eight to ten more parts to finish the game and i'm just like i don't know about that I don't know. If we have a weekly time slot that's dedicated to that, maybe. Um, I think until we're above 20,000 subs, you can't really indulge that kind of stuff. You just have to have a lot more ground level support if you're going to indulge in that kind of content. Because YouTube runs on relevancy, and that's what we do. We cover we cover breaking topics and, and variety gaming news subjects, and I can't dedicate you know, 10 to 15, you know, play sessions to a game. Now, it's different when you niche down into something that's more ongoing, like Lost Ark or Elden Ring or New World. That's completely different than, like, going back and playing old games all the way through. Did you guys have to learn about mythology in school? Not at this level, no. I didn't learn about this. I learned about Greek mythology in school very briefly I didn't learn about Norse mythology or others Hades according to various Christian denominations is a place of the departed spirits also known as hell and it's the name of the Greek god of the underworld oh well that's why I confused it because it is common it, it can be used to refer to the plays depending on who's saying it here I am just throwing the axe around because it's fun <laughs> There are three areas in Greek hell, one for evil people, one for good people, and one for those in the middle. Oh. Hmm. Kratos fighting Osiris, god of the dead, would be insane. That would be. That'd be pretty dope. Be pretty dope. If you guys have tuned in today and you've enjoyed the conversations and the discussion, we welcome you to stick around, stay here, come back, all those things. Um. Oh, it puts it on the top bar. Why did we clear that? Or did we just never do it over here? Oh, I don't think we ever did it over here. Okay. We're getting a lot of folks who are searching for God of War Ragnarok and God of War Ragnarok release date here. So if you're one of those people that found us today on YouTube through a search or a suggestion, we welcome you in. Thanks for being here and contributing to the conversation. Uh, My Spanish teacher and English teacher loved this stuff, so we did a lot on mythology. I learned about some surface level when I visited Egypt, but not in depth. Yeah. Zeus will be an ally in the next game as the evil Black Smoke left his body after beating him in God of War 3. Oh, you think he shows up in the next game and helps us? I mean, 
It depends, you know. How much does he dislike Freya and Thor? If he's still around. Um, Guys, also don't forget a really, really easy way uh, to support me is through the Amazon affiliate link. If you guys use Amazon to like order products and stuff, you can click my link before you do so. I've been forgetting to mention that one. Uh, You can use the Amazon command uh, or you can use the link in the description below. So I am seeing throughout January, some people have done it. A lot of people, for whatever reason, did it on January the 11th. I must have mentioned it that day uh, or maybe previous. So that's a really easy way. You're not going to get a discount or anything, but it does help me out if you like to order stuff on Amazon. Uh, Hades died, so where do the souls go? Thanatos died, so no one dies in the Greek realm. Huh. I love all the different mythologies. They're always extremely interesting. How cute Zeus will see his grandchild. (laughs) Uh. Mm. Go to channel... Love from Pakistan. Thank you for being here. Welcome. Just bookmark it and run everything through that link. Cost you nothing. Thank you. I appreciate that, Valiant. Mm-hmm. They ever going to let you get a code for Displate? My girl tried to use your link when she bought me a Displate and she didn't get the discount. Feel the code would be easier? I mean, some sites just aren't set up for it. Uh, right now, I'm just trying to get more displays, and I, I, I'm, I'm still waiting. I emailed, I think, first of the year or something like that. When did I email? I'm not sure exactly um, how they're managed. I sent something on the 9th, and then I got a reply asking for an invoice. It says Monday. No, on the 17th. So on the 17th of last week, it took a week to get a response and he was asking for an invoice. So, um, and then last week I hit him up again. I was like, Hey, we're really trying to get these displays ordered because there's so many big games coming in February. And here we sit, we're a week away. I'm not sure what's going on. Unfortunately, a lot of the times when you work with these companies, they have one person doing way too much. And so you end up waiting super, super long stretches of time to get responses and stuff because they have like one guy managing like basically like three and four jobs. At least that's been my experience with working with sponsors. So, you know, and I'm bummed she didn't get the discount, Abe, but like I've tried to tell people, I'm like, if you click the link and you go, as soon as you add something to the cart, you can go to your cart and make sure you're getting the discount. Like, it's literally right there. I tested it the other day. So, you know what I mean? Did I see the What If series? My wife and I watched a couple, and we haven't gone back since. Not because we weren't enjoying it, but we got into something else. So, we'll, we'll finish it eventually. Mm-mm. 
Yeah, if you use your phone for all Amazon purchases, yeah, then you can't click the link beforehand. There's not a way to do that. Unless you're logged into your mobile browser, you could click and then order, but that's again, I don't expect you to I don't expect you guys to be jumping through hoops and stuff uh, to do that. Um, so I don't. Don't check out with purchase until you confirm you're getting the discount. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it puts it... You don't even have to go to checkout. You just go to your cart, and there's a discount in your cart. I don't know. It's, like, right there. Um, it's not so much that people are conditioned to thinking none exists. It's the fact that coexisting... Yeah, coexisting and interacting is something that is a concept that's new to me just because when I grew up, it was always very separate. You would read about the Greek gods and all their stuff and then you'd read about like Egyptian gods or you'd read about in this case like Norse mythology and it never seemed like they interacted so um girl did it I guess she just assumed that it took yeah unfortunately too if she didn't get the discount I didn't get credit and I'm really I'm really worried I, you know, I tried to interact with the guy and I was like, we, we had people that weren't getting the discount and I wasn't getting credit. So it's like, hopefully you're not looking at me thinking like I, 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 I did a bad job or something like, you know, we built the whole studio with the disc plates woven into the setup because we think they're great. <laughs> like, so I, you know, if they're not selling, you know, I, it, it could be that I'm not getting credit. Um... What if Issy was betrayed from DXD? Also, Norse, Greek gods, other gods, angels, etc. Um, it's only if you grew up thinking your god is the only god. No, that's not why. It's sometimes it's the way you're taught. Like if they just have you read through like the Odyssey, and then you study like Norse mythology, they don't interact. So there's no assumption of like, oh, because of my my upbringing or my religion being monotheistic is why I would think that. It's because how many stories have them interacting, right? It's not like there's a bunch of really famous stories of like, you know, Zeus hanging out with uh, somebody from another, you know, mythological realm. There's not a lot of stories about that. Not that I know of. Again... We studied when I was growing up in high school. I went to a I went to a public high school. I think we studied the Odyssey, and then something else. But we never studied a ton of the other mythologies. And if we did, I don't feel like we ever studied them interacting. Um, they don't interact for the most part. Yeah. I wouldn't think that they would acknowledge each other's existence because some of these were conceived of at completely different times. That's true, but some say they go by different names. When I was in the fifth grade, I read Greek mythos. Pantheon's interacting isn't normal. This is something done by storytellers and writers. Yeah, like, historically speaking, this is not, like, something that's, like, traditional or common within these mythologies. Not that... I mean, I'm not well-versed, but I don't know. I don't think that's very common. It'd be weird for, like, Greeks to be, like, talking about their gods and being totally cool with, like, 
anybody outside of Greek culture talking about their gods interacting. I don't think they'd be cool with that. Oh, come on now. Oh, and I don't think other people would think the same thing. I'm not talking about the idea of them interacting. Let's be honest, a long time ago, a group of giant beings came down, interacted with humans. We gave them different names, but, we'd all, uh, but we've all been worshipping aliens. I don't know about that. <laughs> They're different cultures. They do not interact. People make them interact. Greco-Roman mythology is relevant to us because they're the base for Western culture. They're, they're a base for Western culture. Native American, Norse, and Egyptian mythology don't have as big of an impact on Western culture. Uh, as someone who studies Christianity and has degrees and show for it, do you find it believable that these gods exist? Oh, like from mytho- from like the from the mythologies? Um that the the challenge there is is that the st- the stories are written in a way it's not fictional prose it's written with mythological legendary type language and when you read it as such it's hard not to say well this is a work of fiction right these are hyperbolic, exaggeratory, legendary, mythological stories. And then out what as soon as you leave that that like as soon as you leave that type of writing, you're dealing with something that is either historical accounts of things or fictional prose, which didn't really exist in the first century. So that makes it really difficult to make sense of like if you try to mythologize Judaism or Christianity, I think it gets difficult because of the way that the article, the way that the documents are written. It's like that's not how these are written. Like even Peterson's understanding of the Old Testament doesn't really get at the core elements of what it's claiming. He he tries he tries to read it from a psychological perspective as if these aren't historical persons. And so that gets complicated because that's not the way the tradition, the tradition of Judaism and the tradition of how those books were written and passed down. They weren't, they weren't, they weren't understood that way. They weren't written that way. And then when you get into, when you get into like Christian documents, you get into that type of writing didn't exist back then. Fictional prose wasn't a thing. So they're either eyewitness accounts of what people thought they saw or they're completely made up and I think it's a lot harder to act like they're completely made up because the congruence between them all and the agreement between them all you can go to the you can go to the dis- disagreements between them which are pretty minor in comparison to how much there's congruence and when you go to the congruence it's like even if these people were mistaken this is written as if this is this is supposed to be a historical account of things and so when you start comparing it to like Greek or Norse mythology, it's not, you're not comparing documentations that are similar. It would be like comparing the Lord of the Rings to historical documents about the Civil War. What do you, you can't compare the two, right? Because they're not written in the same way. Lord of the Rings is clearly written in a mythological, legendary way, and 
documented historical accounts of like wars and things that happened and dates and times and places if you compared those documents to the Lord of the Rings it'd be weird it'd be like these aren't even the same like from a from a from a literary like critic standpoint it's like these these aren't comparable this this doesn't make any sense why you would compare them so like the you'd you'd have to talk to somebody who's more well versed in the mythologies and the and the the way that they're written the literary the literary devices that they use um You'd also have to you'd also have to do some authorial intent and contextual studies of like how did people read these and understand these that they read these and understand these as legendary legendary fables or were they built upon true mystical belief? I think it's a mix of both. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like I I think it's a mix of both. I think for some people they were mystical realities that they believed in. They believed. That these gods were real. I think some of it was just traditional passed down, and some of it was like, no, these are great mythological fictional stories that are a part of our tradition, and we tell them uh, as a way for inspiration and motivation to live, you know, better lives and things like that. Or they're just viewed as a form of entertainment. It just depends. Like I've not done enough literary and contextual and cultural understanding of like how are these documents to be understood by the people that wrote them and read them. That's where I think a lot of people miss the mark when they attempt to critique or criticize the documents of a particular religion is they don't actually have a fundamental understanding of the literary documents themselves. Like, how do they function and how are they understood by the people that read them? Um, if God of War did a game about Christian gods, uh, or is that just completely untouchable? It'd be a pretty boring... It'd be one... <laughs> It'd be pretty boring. I mean, I guess you could have Kratos fighting Gabriel and angels. He wouldn't be fighting gods. He'd be fighting a god. And so he'd be fighting angels, I guess. That'd be the only real way. If you were going to try to have like the, 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 the Christian beliefs and God of War come together, it, it would be odd because of like, well, there's no gods for him to fight. And angels would be pretty baller. They'd be pretty tough. They're not. They're not to be trifled with. That's why when they show up in the if 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 you studied the Christian religion, when they show up in the New Testament, they have to tell everybody not to be afraid. Because when they show up in the Old Testament, they're there to kill everybody. They're <laughs> they're not to be trifled with. So I don't know though. Kratos would make light work of angels. I think they're not. They're not. They're higher beings, but they're not. They're not as strong as a god for sure. So I think I think Kratos would make light work of them, unless, of course, that you start to really get into some craziness, and then they could they could wield the power of the the spirit, the Holy Spirit, and then then Kratos would have then then he'd be in for a fight, you know, if they're if they're whatever weapons they're using were made of pure light. Well, then I don't know. I don't care who you are. That would be pretty deadly. So, but I don't think that would make much sense because, again, I don't think people would, if you started to classify Judaism or Christianity as mythology, that's, that's a fundamental misunderstanding of the documents themselves. Like you're not even, you're not even expressing true literary understanding of the documents. That's not how they're written. They're not written as myth, but if you're wanting to interact with mythology, there's, there's plenty of it out there. (laughs) You know what I mean? 
biblically accurate angels oh yeah i mean the way they're described they're they're pretty wild now i think in some cases they show up in the form of a man so that people are like able to see them without go without basically being completely and utterly terrified because there are there are men there are men that show up that are that are given they're 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 like attributed to be angels but they don't look like the angels that are described in like revelation even the even the angels that show up in the old testament oftentimes are just a warrior it's just a, they just show up and they look like a a brilliant blazing warrior of like light um so it depends on what form they're taking cuz the form that they're taking w- would depend upon you know what they're doing um so it was either he killed Jay Christian God or died before it. Uh, I don't have to find it again. Oh, do they actually have that in his plan? The original plan for Kratos was to kill all the pantheons uh, and lose to the God of Christianity. If I recall, uh, I have some free time. I can't contribute, but I can't let. Li- but I can't listen. I can't listen. That'd be such a great story if they wrote that properly. Yeah, like, if you want to really consider who, like, the ultimate being in the universe would be, like, I obviously have a little bit of bias here, but the Christian God would be, you wouldn't be able to fight him. He exists outside of space and time, like, and can do anything by speaking. Like, how do you fight something like that? He doesn't have a body, so what are you going to do? Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, you, you, it wouldn't, it wouldn't even be a fight. See, if you, if you study the mythologies, like, each god embodies a particular power and has a body. Most of them, right? I think. And so, that's something you can fight. That's something that would potentially have a weakness, like, if, if, if you're going to fight it. But fighting a being that is all-powerful, all-knowing, outside of space and time, can do something just by talking. Like, he could be like, uh... And, and can affect the fabric of reality by speaking, you could be like, well, disintegrate Kratos. That'd be the end of the fight. <laughs> That'd be the end of the fight. Like, if you're studying it, even if you're studying it as a work of fiction, if you think the Judeo believe, Judaism believes or Christianity believes, if you think they're totally bogus, if you just study him as a work of fiction, you, you can't do anything to him. <laughs> you can't. He doesn't exist in space and time. He doesn't have a body. And he can speak things into existence and out of existence. So I don't know how much you could do to him with your with your, you know, Kratos's Spartan rage and his axe. It wouldn't be it wouldn't be much much of a challenge. <laughs> you don't even have to believe it's true. I'm just as he's defined, you wouldn't be able to fight him. It would it would be kind of over before it starts. You know, I'm here to fight you. Oh, is that so? And then you di- he would disappear. <laughs> Kratos would just disappear. Like, that was a real tough fight, you know? So, and the other thing that would be awkward about it is the, the Ju- you know, Jewish belief and Christian belief, they're monotheistic. Your, your theology is wrong. <laughs> That's not a tree you want to bark up. He does have a body. Please educate me. <laughs> uh, this this should th- th- come on. <laughs> Is this your first time broaching this subject with me? Um, Jesus is the Superman of the God world. 
Well, he, they would the, the the Christian belief would say that he is he is he is a hundred percent he's a hundred percent both, right? He's a hundred percent both. So he he wields he would be able to wield the power of Almighty God, but be in the body of a man. He can he sustain uh, he sustains existence by the word of his power. So you wouldn't be able to touch him either. He w- you wouldn't be able to touch him either. Jesus is the body of God. But again, the the the, the God that exists, again, you have to go to the, ent- the, the entirety of the belief, whether it's Jewish belief or Christian belief. They would not believe that he exists in a body. They would say that's an exp- they would say that's one of his ways of existing. In the Trinity, you have God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And God the Father would go like this, and you're done. That'd be the end of it. Christian God is threefold. The Trinity is fundamental to the theology. I, I, I really don't like to do this, but you understand I have degrees in this, right? Like, you're not educating me. If we're talking about the God of the Bible, he exists outside of space and time. Yes, his son exists in a body and wields the same power and essence, but the God of the Bible exists outside of space and time and would and would snap his like proverbial fingers that don't exist and Kratos would cease to exist the father can literally bring things in existence by speaking and therefore could bring things out of existence by speaking he kills he makes alive he brings evil he brings good he can do whatever that he can do whatever he wants he answers to none which means if Kratos existing in a physical body existing in space and time were to challenge him he could be disintegrated by the words just the words spoken and he'd be gone I'm gonna have to clear my schedule for the next 30 minutes (laughs) the body has weakness Kratos could kill Jesus no no he couldn't it's an un it's an unkillable undiable body again according to Christian theology his body is a glorified body in a glorified state and cannot be killed and cannot die so you wouldn't be able to kill him either as he exists now you wouldn't be able to kill him either he's he exists now in a glorified state so you wouldn't be able to kill him either Welcome to Sunday School, kids. Today we're talking about could Kratos kill Jesus? Like that would be a that would be a quick way to not be teaching Sunday School anymore. But yeah, like if you're speaking purely off of like like mythology gods and everything else. So what happened to Easter? Oh, see, this is this, this gets really interesting. So before he existed in a glorified state, he existed in a limited state in the body of a man and he voluntarily gave up the spirit and allowed his body to die according to the language that's what happened he set aside his glory to exist in the body of a man and was then glorified brought back in a glorified state which is an undying state that cannot be so he cannot be killed so basically once he comes back you wouldn't be able to kill him and even when he was killed, it was something that was permitted and allowed and something that he sort of voluntarily did on his own. The way it's described is he, he, he gives up the spirit. He gives up the ghost. He allows it to happen. So again, if you're studying it based purely on the 
if you're just studying this purely from the way that it's written, you, you can consider it a work of fiction. That doesn't that wouldn't upset me or anybody else. If you consider it a work of fiction, still, as it is written, the way that it is written, he allowed himself to be killed. He actually set aside his glory to take a bodily form. And then when he comes back, you wouldn't be able to kill him. He exists he exists in a state that will not die, that will not see decay, that will not see age. This is this is all, you know, Christian theology 101 about and 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 that's meant to be a picture of what what will happen to people who are then also, you know, experience that 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 afterlife rebirth. They'll experience the same thing. They will go to a place where there is no more death or sickness or decay. Good thing Kratos is immortal, exists before Jesus can just kill him as a child. Well, see, but then you could get into, again, again, if if you take it as it's written, you wouldn't be able to do that because of the sovereignty of the Father. The Father controlling all things that transpire and take place could prevent you from doing that. That's why you can't, that's why it wouldn't make sense... It wouldn't make sense to suddenly have Kratos, yeah, even Kratos killing Mary. Theologically, according to the way the the Christian scriptures are written, he wouldn't be able to do that. Because God had a predetermined plan and will that he brings about that you can't thwart or stop. So it wouldn't be able to work. The sovereignty of the Father would prevent that from happening. You see what I'm saying? Like, that's why it wouldn't make sense. As the Jewish you know, Judeo beliefs are written in the Old Testament as the entirety of the scriptures are written for the Christian religion. As it is written, it wouldn't make any sense for those to try to take how he's described and bring it over into God of War. Like, it wouldn't work. It'd be like, well, this is an all-powerful, all-knowing, like, it's a it's a God outside of space and time that can just speak something into existence, and you can't thwart his plans, so, like... It wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. You can't square how he is written in in into like a mythological like situation. Did Christians invent plot armor because they certainly mastered it? <laughs> oh. That's pretty. That's funny. I don't get upset about jokes like that. You're not gonna. You're not gonna offend me or upset me. Christian setting would not be a good design choice for God of War. It just wouldn't work. That's that. It's not. That's why I said like it's not written in that way. Like it's not. It's not written in that way. It's not written in a way of like we're like oh this is a god of this or this is a god that is off somewhere in bodily form that could be fought. Right? It just it wouldn't work. The real question is, how would you get him to agree to be in a video game? Who gets the royalties? Uh, <laughs> I'm curious to individuals living in ancient societies if they viewed the Greek and the Norse gods as flawed as we see them now, or if that was something that they came later through interpretations. I mean, yeah, Dante's Inferno is like really, really famous historically as far as like just good literature. Um, yeah, I don't know. That, that's again, that's if you go back to when I said you'd have to study the literary devices used, you'd have to study the culture and the context in which it was written and how it was to be understood. 
Like, there's debates about, there's actually pretty hot, fiery debates about um, the creation account. So if you are, uh, if you're Jewish or if you're Christian, there's a creation account of like how all things came to be, right? Most religions have some kind of a creation account. What in the world happened? Where'd all this come from, right? It doesn't matter what religion you go to. They all have a creation account. It's actually hotly debated in Christian circles because the original understanding of those documents by the people that lived at that time, would they have read it in a literal way? Or was it written in the form of like song and poetry to be a way to remember something that was rooted in truth, but not a literal representation of truth? There's actually a lot of debates about that. Because you've got people that are like, yeah, it happened really fast and then, well, why is the earth so old? Oh, well, it was created with age. There's all kind of debates about that, you know? It's it's not a it's not as simple. That's the thing. It's not as simple as like, oh, well, we took we took all these Hebrew documents. They're written in Hebrew. We uh, translated them into English, and we perfectly now understand what they meant. No, absolutely not. If 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 you took like the interpretation of what Caesar's Gallic Wars and tried to fully understand what everything that happens, I mean maybe we have a vague understanding of what on earth happened but you you you, but again you're having to assume how the people would have understood it and read it at the time so when you get into mythology whether it's norse mythology or greek mythology we basically have i think very like base level understandings and definitions but we we probably don't fully understand how the people at the time writing it, understood it, passing it down, how the original people and the original language, like, what did it mean to them? Right? Like, what what did it mean to them? Like, what was the, what was the, what was the point of it? Was it, were they, were they like, you know, great stories? Were they inspirational? Did they believe it was real? Were they, were they representations of reality to give them a mystical understanding of the things that they couldn't possibly understand? Like they couldn't really understand, you know, from a scientific position about like, uh, the tide coming in and out and the weather changing and rainfall and the sunshine. And so they created these sort of mystical stories to make sense of why the sun goes up and down and why there's rain sometimes and why there's not rain sometimes and and why all these sorts of things happen. The real challenge becomes when you go back and figure out how intelligent people actually were back then. They did have scientific and mathematical understandings. I mean, this idea, the chronological snobbery, like C.S. Lewis handles this really well, like they understood that the earth was a mathematical point and that it was round and that you know that you could measure distance with shadows and everything else like they were actually very 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 educated and very smart (laughs) just like i don't know yeah you study like early greek philosophy or early egyptian discoveries they weren't stupid (laughs) they certainly weren't stupid and just prone to believing silly fables and and stories (laughs) like they weren't. That's that's such a that's such a phony. Talk about a myth. That's a myth that like first century persons were stupid and easily convinced of things. That is no. That is, that is simply not true. Um, you'd have to study the history of like 
philosophy and mathematics to understand just how wrong that is. You know, you, you were going to like walk into some town and like convince people, you know, with with base level, you know, scams and fraud and like big huge stories and sell snake oil. It wasn't as easy as people try to make it sound historically. That somebody's just going to show up to a town and convince everybody of something. It's not really how it was. Uh, game is now being what? Uh, what I find interesting is that each uh, the religion's pantheon does not affect the others. Helios, the god of the sun, was killed, so the sun went away. In Midgard, the sun is there. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that again, to me, that's a new concept. Like, I didn't grow up under... I never grew up reading these stories and considering that, like, these gods would interact with each other. You know what I mean? What do you mean? They're only responsible for the backbones of modern life. They were dumb. <laughs> Yeah, they were they were dumb. They were easily convinced of things. Um, it's kind of arrogant way of thinking. They did math without calculators. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm trying to get a neck pop. I can feel it. It's in there. I can't get it. Most religions were placeholders until better theories came along. That's also not a very good understanding of what most uh, early religions were. Most early religions were not about uh, they were they were not about like trying to figure out well we don't have a scientific understanding of these things so let's just make up a religion. Most of it was in the pursuit of truth. So like the Greek understanding would have been that the Greek and even the Egyptian understanding of truth would have been that truth comes from within and that you are the determiner of truth, which it makes sense why if you look at like Greek and Egyptian practice, they had leaders that basically claimed to be deity and to be worshipped. Why? Well, truth comes from within. So you can define that truth and then that truth becomes what, what, what society and culture is dictated by. Does this sound familiar? <laughs> anyway, the Jewish understanding of truth is that truth is something that is outside of you that you don't get to determine. So it's a more objective understanding of truth. The truth is something outside of you happening. And as it's revealed to you, it is, it is to be studied, revered, respected, or worshipped. So understandings of truth is largely what drove a lot of religion it wasn't like well we need an under we need to fit we need a god for this and a god for that and a god for this that's true to a certain extent but much of it was that was built upon their philosophy of truth what they thought defined reality and like greek and egyptian understandings of truth is that it came from within and they largely then were able to just determine and come up with all their own, you know, realities, explanations, and myths and gods. And then you had, obviously, first century Jews converting and believing in, you know, the claims of the Christians and saying that this thing happened, therefore, it's outside of me, truth's out there, and this thing that happened I must live in accordance with that truth, right? It's not coming from in within me, it's out there, okay? Which would make sense why it they weren't convinced by the state or they weren't convinced by tradition, they were convinced by claims of truth outside of them. So it's a different it's a completely different philosophy of truth. 
that drove much of the the early religion form religion formations. It wasn't like, well, we 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 were trying to. That's what I said earlier, right? A lot of people think that they think that most religions. That's why they were formed. It was a mystical explanation of something that they couldn't understand. I think that's true to an extent, but I think that's a superficial understanding of it. Oh, well, we don't have a scientific explanation for the sun, so Ra, Ra, the sun god is Ra. And then, you know, you got a god for water and a god for um what what are what are some of the god, you know, what are some of the gods that they worshiped? Gods of um like prosperity and wealth and everything else. These again are something defined by the individual because the individual believes that the truth is within them. And so they define it and say, well, this is my understanding. Surely there's something behind this that must explain it, which is really interesting. Why that instinct would be so almost like primitively there why would from the very early the question you have to ask I would say is why from the earliest conceptions of defining truth were people assuming presuming and speculating that there was something behind reality why I think that's a greater question to entertain why no matter if it was Egyptian the Egyptian sun god or the Greek god of the ocean or whatever god it is they decided that they worship why is the presumption built into them that their understanding of reality is that there's something behind it orchestrating it why would that be baked into us why is that baked into humanity why is humanity doing that the eternal search for order in the chaos is a search for order or a search for causality it, it certainly brings order to chaos, but it's also seemingly the search for causality. Like, a baked-in assumption that there's a cause behind this. Why does that happen? Why does that happen? Why does that happen? From the earliest conceptions of cause to now, that that's the common driver. It's the driver of scientific discovery. If you, like, study the notes and the writings of, like, Isaac Newton, like, one of the greatest, probably, geniuses ever to live then you would understand like he's attempting and assuming like a logical reasonable existence that can then be mathematically studied and understood and yet baked into his understanding of existence is there's a causality behind it all so that's an interesting study in my mind is why is that seemingly just baked in that no one had to be told that they just assumed it they assumed that there was something else behind the tides and the sun and wealth and power the idea that life is random is too intimidating having cause and order presented by the existence of a higher power helps them with that right but the reason that I think we reject the idea that life is random is that your own brain, your own ability to reason, think, exist, eat, walk, talk, and and move around, the baked-in ability to communicate, language, the baked-in capacity and assumption of language, I think your own existence is like telling you that you're not random. So if you're not random, why would everybody else, why would everything else be? 
It's almost it's almost as if you don't make sense. If everything is random, then you don't make any sense because you're not random, are you? Are your thoughts random? Are they just the random firings of neuron and chemical reactions in your brain? Or is there something else inside of you? Is there a you within you? What's your will? What's what's your what, what who are you? Who are you beneath all that? You that's why you're like, it can't be random. Why? Because I'm not random. Am I random? Am I just seemingly another series of causes and effects and a string of causes and effects that I have no control over? Well, no. Why? Well, you you, you have self-awareness. You have a consciousness. You have uh, the, the ability to consider your own existence. That so doesn't make any sense. It's like, well, I'm not random. So why would existence be random? <laughs> It's almost as if you don't fit. It's all random. Well, then what am I then? Just a brain in a meat suit. Just just one neuron firing follow another neuron firing from the beginning of my existence to this moment now. Nothing being truly original or chosen. So if I'm random, then do I do, do I exist or does just a body walking around talking exist? The th- you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that gets into free will, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you see some of the stuff Zubair saying he's pretty random. <laughs> and you would, and 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 this gets even bigger than that. You wouldn't even understand the concept of random unless you had a an a priori baked in understanding of order and why would that be there almost as if you can study your existence and the existence of other things against the backdrop of a of, of an you already have the understanding of order versus chaos and versus random why that doesn't make why would that why would that be baked in why is that your presumption God of War Ragnarok release date got us here. Thank you so much. Kratos. I came here to talk about gaming, not have an existential crisis. Hang on, I need to go back to Dark Souls. <laughs> uh, I just like to put a pebble in your shoe. I'm not going to sit here and try and convince anybody. I just like to ask questions that are really hard to answer because I think it makes for entertaining conversation and thought experiments and good back and forth. So I'll just put a pebble in your shoe. You know, you'll walk around for the rest of the day thinking about that. Like, well, wait a minute. (laughs) You know, can reason justify reason? You know, why do you trust your reasoning faculties? Because your reasoning faculties tell you that your reasoning faculties are reliable. So the very establishment of reason and the trustworthiness of it is circular. So you can't actually establish reason, logic, and the your reasoning faculties. You can't establish them as reasonable and trustworthy without using your reasoning faculties.
our reasoning faculties seemingly only make sense when rooted onto an absolute reality. Like, they don't make any sense apart from that, unless you just circularly reason them out and say, well, that's the best I can do. It's almost as if it's reaching out. It's like it's reaching out and trying to grab on something more concrete and more, I don't know, eternal than just your own self-contained reasoning faculties. It's like they don't fit unless you plug them into something that doesn't move. That is, that, 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 then it makes sense. Like, oh, well, now, like, now I understand. Why would truth as a concept exist? It's an absolute concept, right? If something's true, it doesn't just stop being true one day. You think in the realm of, you, you automatically think in that realm. You're like, the truth is a concept. It's an absolute concept. But, but your reasoning faculties presume that but why oh maybe next week it isn't true but you don't think that way scientific studies certainly don't think that way they presume on the absolutes of reality and truth so if those presumptions are baked in and we all think and reason in that way but well but why God of War's universe contains each culture's pantheon and their respective religions. God of War Ragnarok might come 2025. <laughs> Lono, this is one of those I'm too high for this moment. <laughs> I'm not sure if this helps to answer everything. Uh, reason, truth is somewhere in the Diablo 2 loot system. It just Truth is limited to our ability to understand. Yeah, but the only way you can claim that truth is limited to our ability to understand is if you have some sort of special zoomed out knowledge about ultimate truth that you don't have. Science is constantly changing truths. Science is constantly changing theories that seek to understand truth. Science science doesn't constantly change truths. There are objective truths that don't change because they're baked into mathematical equations and predictions about reality. Like, it's not like in a couple of years, science is going to be like, yeah, but two plus two is actually not four, right? Their theories change as their theories seek to understand either microscopic realities or theoretical realities or... um, who knows about all the different you know, ser- you know uh, scientific studies that are out there. Their theories change, sure, because they don't have a full understanding of a lot of things. But there are plenty of scientific fields and scientific realities that don't change and haven't changed since their discovery. Because they would be considered objective realities that don't change. It's not like suddenly the fabric of the universe is going to be different next week and all your mathematical equations that predict you know, how a plane's going to fly through the air suddenly changes. Well, no, suddenly two plus two is seven. Well, then every, the, the world would be in utter chaos if that were to happen. Planes wouldn't be able to fly. We would, all of our computer systems would shut down because every line of code would be wrong. So there are, there are realities that don't change. Scientific, our, our limited ability to understand certain things like how light travels or, um, I, uh, I don't know discovering things on other planets and how that how 
Uh, you know, oh, what if there's water on Mars? Would it be able to sustain life? Well, if it does, maybe it would change our theories about microscopic, you know, survivability in different conditions. So they would change theories about different things. But it's not necessarily truth that's changing. Do I believe in extraterrestrials? I, I, it, it doesn't seem like it would be impossible. It, I, I think it would be impossible to maintain that life doesn't exist anywhere else even if at a microscopic level I think that's impossible there is no truth truth is subjective that's a nonsensical statement because to say there is no truth is a truth claim and therefore itself refutes itself it's like when Wiley e. Coyote chops off a tree branch that he's standing on if you say there is no truth the statement refutes itself. It's a self-refuting statement. It's nonsensical. I'm going to get drunk for this convo. Oh, wait, I'm at work. <laughs> this all got started because I didn't know the various pantheons could interact with each other. <laughs> I didn't know the various pantheons could interact with each other. <laughs> That's how this conversation started. <laughs> uh, hey, 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 we had a coffee order, a bag of light roast to Jay Vindictive. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, okay, great. That's why gravity is still a theory. We can't be sure that the apple won't go up uh, the next time we let go. But there's no... But th- See, that's not the same... No, 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 no. Hang on a minute. That's not necessarily true. Scientific studies are not built on relativism. That No. Scientific theories are based on the existing data... And if new data is introduced, the theory changes. There's no theory of gravity. It's the yeah, it's, it's the law of gravity. There aren't sci- scientific studies are not built on the backbone of relativism, as if truth can change or be contextual. Or you see what I'm saying? Relativism doesn't work because as soon as you get into rel- relativism, then then truth is not defined and truth doesn't exist. And if truth doesn't exist, then you can't make any sensical statements. Nothing you say makes any sense. If there's no truth, then nothing can be not nothing that you can't have any communication. My point was that truth is subjective. Something you find true may be different than what I think. No, no, that's false. Truth as a concept doesn't work as being subjective. It doesn't. If I tell you there's a tree in my front yard and you say, well, that's subjective and you go running through my yard with the blindfold on to prove me wrong, you're going to run into the tree. The tree is there objectively. It's not subjective to your interpretation. Truth as a concept doesn't function if you make it subjective. That doesn't work. As soon as you make it subjective, it, it breaks down. It breaks down. If I'm like, hey, um, 
your body is made of this many chemicals and water and bones and if you drop at this speed your body will be destroyed and you jump off the Empire State Building because you're like I don't think so you're going to be a a disgusting mess on the ground because truth doesn't care about what you think about it it just simply is like truth as a concept when you think about the word truth the idea of truth it can't be subjective that's a nonsensical way to view it It that doesn't work it's either true or it isn't now you want to get into opinions and beliefs that's not what we're talking about we're talking about the very concept of truth as an idea remember in indiana jones he says that he's talking about facts not truth and he says if you want to talk about truth go down the hallway and talk to so and so who's a professor of philosophy because indiana jones is thinking in the realm of like facts and science not truth as a concept because truth as a concept is not something that can change or be mutable I was talking about scientific uh, religion. I was behind by a few minutes. I had a phone call. As as a, as a concept, it doesn't work. It doesn't work, and you can't make it subjective. The word and the idea of truth, it can't be subjective, or it ceases to make any sense. I don't know, man. All it seems like your opinion. <laughs> uh, oh, let's take a look at these. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, those are nice. Listen, I don't like these streams to get longer than three hours. This was really, really fun. Um, (laughs) We don't have a channel for the heavy sledding that we've dipped our toes into. Um, Because we could get into Descartes and how he established, you know, how do you establish truth? How do you establish existence? Because he, Descartes, arrived at the very famous saying I think therefore I am like how do you know you exist how do you know that you you know your consciousness and your your self-awareness and all that like so Descartes got into that and it it it, it, this is heavy sledding we don't really have a channel for this (laughs) um so uh yeah the whole my truth thing yeah as I said earlier that Greeks and Romans thought truth comes from within and can be defined by the individual and the Jewish people and the Christian people thought that truth comes from outside of us it's something that is revealed to us out there in an objective way it simply is and the interesting thing is in 2022 that debate hasn't changed because there is a giant difference in culture right now of people that think they can define their own truth and people that believe no truth is not defined in that way and so it's a it's a debate as old as time <laughs> it's a debate that goes back to like egyptian understandings of truth versus like you know uh jewish understandings of truth this is not a new debate okay about who gets to define truth what is truth it's a very very age-old debate and we're not going to solve it today (laughs) um we're not going to solve it today and we certainly don't have a channel for it yeah cogito ergo sum i think therefore i am that's right uh, I'm going to put a link in chat, okay? This is not a premiere or anything, but 
with our new direction with split screen our other really really large channel um with our other really really large channel we have been uh we shifted it to split screen and every morning that channel is going to get a news briefing if you haven't watched the news briefing from this morning it is about the first ever video game union that's been formed do me a favor and click the link in chat a great way to end your day is to support our split screen news briefing every thursday at this time we'll be heading over there for a live stream of drop die cast okay drop die cast so it's really good just to be in the habit at this time when we end at 3 p.m eastern just to head over there watch the daily news briefing from split screen because on thursdays we're going to head over there for uh an afternoon stream and on fridays we'll head over there for an afternoon uh upload of i can cast anything so just get in the habit still when we end here of heading over there giving that channel some support thanks for the amazing conversations today the support make sure you hit subscribe smash the like button on your way out make sure when you go over there to watch that news briefing smash the like button and leave a comment i'll see you guys tomorrow we got some good subjects for tomorrow uh there was there's new elden ring gameplay footage we might take a look at there's a new thing happening with halo they're gonna let you earn currency what We're talking about it tomorrow. I'll see you guys then.